It's done. Borderlands is finally done. Wash your hands. This is Achievement Hunting 101. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, your number one social distancing podcast, as long as you are still doing that. Wash your hands. We got a great show for you tonight, but before we get to all that, let me introduce you who will be joining. We have L, as always. What's up, buddy? Hello. And we also have Michelle. How's it going? It's going great. How's it going for you? Can't complain right now. Right. Been a while since you've been on. Yeah. So this should be fun. Yeah, it should be. I hope. And also, it's been a very long time since we've had this guy on. I'm really excited for this. We have Mr. Daniel Prue. What is up? Hey, yeah, I'm I'm an old man now. So, Whoa. But thanks for having me back on. Not as old as L, though. Who left L's right here? This is like episode 24 plus 65, something like that. Because you're only no, allowed oh on boy. episode 24s, mm. remember? You yes. literally took the words right out of my mouth. I was just math, about to say, Michelle. how long ago has it been? <laughs> I was going to say 69 plus 20, but I guess yours works too. All right. (laughs) The last time I was on, my math was bad with episode 69 plus whatever. I I recall Mm. that. This isn't a math podcast. This is an achievement podcast. Thank goodness. That makes for much better listening. Achievements give you numbers, so there's math involved. That's true. I mean, I guess this is true, especially when you want to hit a specific milestone right on the head and it's just like oh i need 173 to get to whatever whatever yeah i I wanted to hit 555,555 this week and i was like i have 110 to go and then the next time i looked at my score was 555,700 so not good at math it's consistent rip oh well well but this isn't a math podcast but apparently this is a cooking podcast brew why don't you what have you been up to Oh, yeah. I guess we're, we're just jumping right in. That's Let's just fine. jump right on into it. Well, okay. I'm fine with that. So, um, so yeah, I have been playing a crazy amount of Overcooked. And uh, I, I guess I could thank the current situation that we all find ourselves in. Um, so, I've, I've obviously been working from home, and so is my girlfriend. And she asked me to find a game to play Perfect. together, of course. <laughs> and um, I had played the first Overcooked ages and ages ago with... Uh, my once and former roommate, Prumate. Um, <laughs> but it was, he's not the kind of guy. He's, here's the thing. You kind of have to trick him into playing games for achievements. And if, <laughs> as soon as he catches a, a whiff of like, <laughs> I have to do extra work for you to get these achievements, he just, he's out. So we played the game, we beat the game, but we didn't get all the achievements. So when my girlfriend asked me, let's find a good game to play together, I said, okay, let's play Overcooked 2 because it's in Game Pass. I don't Perfect. have to pay for it. <laughs> And it's good G task points on top of everything else. So, um, and we had so much fun that not only did we play through Overcooked Two, including all the DLC, we went back, cleaned up Overcooked One, all the oh, stuff wow. that Prumate refused to do, <laughs> and then conveniently, like a week later or a few days later, Overcooked Two uh, for Windows Ten stack came out. So we are now working our way through that. So I have been playing so much Overcooked. And it's been awesome. Those, those games are so much fun local co-op. It's amazing. Now, if I recall, because we've been playing Overcooked 2 very slowly, myself, L, L's wife, and my brother. So there are like 
what is it like almost like four star scores or they're scores that four are four star i don't remember exactly how they are do you l they're, they're scores that are just absolutely ridiculous yeah and, i and talked about it a while ago they're, yeah they they're opened not required up four for, stars go, go ahead after i think we beat the whole base area yeah so then four stars opened up after that but you don't have to do them for any achievements or anything and we tried the first level and it was just we weren't even close I was just curious if you happen to notice that or tried them because they, we have no idea how someone could possibly get those scores <laughs> at all. So you have yeah, to beat the whole those, game first. Beat the boss. Yeah, yeah. So the the four stars don't open up obviously till later. Um, and no, I, we probably have gotten those scores now. Going back to Overcooked Two in the beginning, mm-hmm. I will say like there's some tough challenges, especially in the DLC in Overcooked Two. Once you, it took us, uh, it was an effort to get through over that hump. But once we did, I would say that we're pretty good at overcooked at this point. And um, I hope so at this point. (laughs) (laughs) So we can probably go back and get some of those, but we never have. There's no reason to, because you don't, the first time you play through it, you can't even qualify for the four stars. You have to unlock that sort of Mm -hmm. extra thing. And I don't think you get anything extra for them. I don't think so. But we tried it just to see. And we're just flabbergasted at how impossible it seemed to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not the easiest game in the world for sure. And I have never played four-player co-op, and I imagine that's a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. But um, even just two people, it's awesome. So now, much how, fun. With two people, do you say, I'm going to be the red and blue chef, and you're going to be the green and yellow? Or do you tend to just pick one chef each, and the other one kind of just stands off in a corner? Like, How, how does that work gameplay-wise for the two of you? Well, I mean, there's only two chefs on the screen at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird. If you play one player, you Mm -hmm. control two chefs. If you play two, you just split half and half. Because I think all of the, pretty much all of the, yeah, they're they're all uh, um, designed symmetrically. So so that there's, in some way, they have to divide four people, essentially. So, um, yeah, so with us, it's... I think two is kind of probably two or four, I think, is the way the game is designed to be played. One or three, and you kind of lopside it, where it's difficult to do some things where two people are on the left side and only one person's on the right, for example. So, um, yeah, it worked out really well. We, you know, it's like, oh, I have to sit on the floating platform while you control it around. It's 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 that sort of gameplay. Yeah, playing with four people is super fun, but you can tell at what point in the evening you're at by how you react to bumping into each other. Yes. yes. Early on, it's like, yeah, this is fun. And that's, you know, I just knocked you into the lava pit. Ha ha ha. And then later in the night, it's just screaming and controllers flying. Stop, hit me. <laughs> it's actually, it's so funny because we, when we went back to clean up Overcooked 1, it is a thousand times worse than Overcooked 1. In Overcooked 1, your, your characters are essentially made out of rubber. So if you if you boost and bounce into another player, they go flying like mm-hmm. really far. They reduce that a lot in Overcooked too. I think to probably to minimize divorces and broken television <laughs> sets and that sort of stuff. Uh, although we did we did we had we had a few fights. It was it was like she's like I don't like grinding for achievements, and I'm like do it anyways, woman. And it was we got it done, but it was tense for sure. Did Prewmate used to hit you with his eggplant when you played together? <laughs> uh, he only only when he asked permission but that's a different matter <laughs> so have you been playing on the one because uh, i think well, the win 10 version just came out overcooked yeah, yeah. to stack yeah so we uh we we beat the one version i god maybe maybe a week ago now 
And um, just a few days after, I was actually looking up. I was like, we had so much fun playing Overcooked. We got to clean up Overcooked 1. Um, I looked it up. I'm like, well, maybe Overcooked 2 or 3 is going to come out soon. And uh, I looked that up. And then the next day, I got a notification on my phone said, hey, download Overcooked 2 for Windows now. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it was perfect timing. So we've uh, we've just kind of kept that train rolling at this point. So I've never played Overcooked or Overcooked 2. My I've goodness. dived the first. Which one would you guys say is better? Oh, I, Overcooked 2 is definitely mm. better. But I, think I, I would recommend that. They're both fun. Yeah. So I would I definitely know, uh, say yeah. play the first one. Because if you play Overcooked 2 with whatever quality of life improvements are in there, like being less rubber, um, you will then go back to Overcooked <laughs> 1 and have a hard time enjoying it or it may ruin like lessen your enjoyment of it so it's better to play them sequentially they're both a ton of fun and i'd recommend them both but i wouldn't play them out of order just so that you don't expect stuff from overcooked one that they put into overcooked two as a response to stuff in overcooked one that's about what i figured yeah like uh could you throw stuff uh, in one no no right nope yeah yep. no. that's a big thing in two could hurl yeah. things across the room Right. Land, There's nothing like, the throw me that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, the games are very, very similar. Uh, the throwing mechanic is, is the biggest thing that they added into. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, it's just, like Michelle mentioned, quality of life improvements. So starting with number one is definitely the way to go. It's honestly, in terms of just pure raw fun, you're going to still have it. It's just, it's chaotic. It's silly. Get as many people as you can together and play it. But... um then you can move on to the more refined Overcooked 2. <laughs> it might be a fun game for you and Brooke and your nephews to play. You have the right number of people, and uh, it's easy enough right. to pick up for everyone. You just got to remember, you know, to practice your breathing in between because it's going to get frustrating. <laughs> but it's it's a great, great oh, time. Boy. And as much as frustrated as you might get for like, you know, a half hour while you're trying to figure out a stage, the euphoria you feel once that's over is well worth it. <laughs> See, I could just see that being fun for the four of us, especially for my one nephew Roy, because the three of us are going to be get are going to get annoyed at him because he's not good at games. He's going to take roids. <laughs> That's an excellent. Both. <laughs> wow, they're four. They're fourteen year old twins. The one you know is good oh, at video boy. games, kind of nerdy. Obviously, he's the short one. Uh, <laughs> and then the tall one. See, see, I wouldn't think dumb jock. That's basically him. Once he gets into high school and and college, you know, that that's him. He's great at sports. You know, he can throw the football. He can shoot the basketball. He can't play a video game to really save his life. He's not good at that. But all the other stuff, you know, he's good. But So I can only imagine trying to play with the four of us. That would be fun. Uh, you should totally do and report back. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, when we have Prue back on in another year and a quarter or so, that's a good <laughs> milestone. Uh, yeah, exactly. To get it done by. How about you, Al? How was your week? My week was very good. Good? I've been uh, <laughs> whoring it up. Been playing a lot of easy gamer score games. So what happened was... Like what? Uh, we were challenged by that no good vulgar Latin to have a day in March to have the highest gamer score amount. I remember. So on March 31st, I decided to be stealthy. <laughs> and uh, In other words, he forgot all month and remembered on the last day. <laughs> maybe. No. <laughs> so, that is possible. 
so while I was no, uh, I think you did te- you did text me a day or two before that. <laughs> so whilst I was homeschooling, I was uh, playing some ACA Win Ten games, and uh, started off with uh, ACA Neo Geo Baseball Stars, and much like Puzzle Bobble last week, anything that could go wrong did go wrong. <laughs> so all you gotta do. <laughs> Is get six runs, six measly runs, or as oh, the or, or as the achievement says, the score, <laughs> the, the score won six points. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So I got five a couple times, and I picked the American Dreams. I know what I'm doing, but I just for whatever reason I couldn't get to six. So there was one instance where I got five, and then I'm like, I have a good idea. I'm going to let the computer get five also. So in the ninth inning, we'll be tied, and we'll go to the tenth inning. Nope, the game stops. <laughs> so there's no overtime. There was no extra innings. <laughs> oh no! So I tried to. I, so I tried to trick the computer. It didn't work. Uh, do you have any idea what that means, Peru? That's okay. Something uh, <laughs> you were talking about. I don't. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, base, a baseball game can't can't end in a tie. So there's a thing called extra innings. So you keep going until someone wins, basically. Okay, so I'm, I'm teaching. So the never-ending game ball. just keeps going forever and always and forever. In real baseball, yes, it can go hours technically, until someone wins. Some that have, some have, yes, some have gone seven, eight, nine hours. So I tried to trick the computer; oh, it didn't work. I finally got six points, and I saved Caravan for last, where you only need three points. <laughs> but uh, and there was, of course, one run, uh, or one. When I say run, I mean one uh, go at it, where. I hit a home run that would have gotten me three, but the five minutes expired, so it didn't count. So right. then, I, then I had to do it again. Yeah, so all in all, that took me about an hour and a half to do. So Hang on. Did you just say a home run that would have gotten me three? <laughs> huh? Yes. That's what you said, right? Am I wrong? Am I crazy? Yeah, there, yeah, were, runners on, there were runners on base. So, oh, yes. okay. Okay. I'm like, I don't know sports that well, but I know that's not how baseball so, works. I got yes, you. Okay, if there's sorry. two runners on the, on base and you get a home okay. run, it's worth I'm three. <laughs> we need to do sports podcasts with Peru. <laughs> I will teach you the <laughs> This is what I heard Thursday night. I mean, right now, like, I don't know if you hit it really great hard. Job with that because there's, you know, there's nothing to know. So this this would be the time to have Peru on a sports podcast. <laughs> Or I might have had two, and then it was the second inning, so that would have been a solo home run for the three. Lots of different variables, Peru. Uh, so then I played a trio of fighting games, Kazuna Encounter, uh, which... Bless you. Apparently, <laughs> stealing all my bad jokes. Stop it. <laughs> uh, this is one where <laughs> there's no solution anywhere for this, but I found a video online where you can put a cheat code and play as one of the bosses. And basically, oh, you just, convenient. yeah, it took a while to figure this out. And then you could just button mash, punch button, and get that one done. Uh, Fatal Fury 2, same thing. Just just keep doing jump kicks, and I got that one done. And then the easiest of the bunch was called World Heroes, which I did in 22 minutes. So World Heroes was by far the easiest. So I did the four ACA games for 4,000 gamer score. And it was March 31st, so I said to myself, all right, the new RTDL list is going to drop around 8, 9 o'clock. So what I did was I added all of uh, our available Radalika games and East Asia Soft games to my game collection. 
And I said, all right, as soon as that list hits, I'm going to play a bunch of easy games. And then I remembered that on Tuesday we play Titanfall 316. <laughs> so we wound up playing that. And I said, all right, I'll let uh, Vulgar Latin have it, have the win. Because he already had like ten or 11,000. And some other guy named Fufu Cuddlypoof, I think, had like 8,000. Shockingly. Yep. Hey, you doubled your score. Good job, man. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And then uh, the random to-do list dropped. So uh, the first game I tackled was a game called Thunderpaw, which is... (laughs) I hear it's a great shooting mechanic. (laughs) Well, the game actually makes you play for about an hour. I think you have to go through like 16 stages and you have to find the hidden, uh, in air quotes, box in each stage. Um, The game is very forgiving. Whenever you die, you just start basically where you were at the checkpoint, but any enemies you have killed stay dead. Basically, you have to kill... That's nice. It'll say like, three of 12 and you have to kill all 12 enemies and then you can exit the stage and you just have to go around and find them. So I did that one in about an hour and then I did zero, 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 which I believe Corey talked about a couple weeks ago. He said it was like N plus, which is true-ish. Definitely have to jump and there's definitely some N plus elements like uh, turrets that shoot at you and you're basically running around the whole time. Uh, the biggest difference is that once you die, it takes you to a random stage and there are a hundred stages so it's a type of thing where if you died and you got the same stage again, it would be a lot easier because you're like, okay, I know what to do. But then it just throws you off and throws you into a different stage. And you had to get, I think, 34 stages for the completion done. And you have to do it in one sitting because the comments and the solution said if you quit and start do you over. really? Yeah, if you quit and start over. Son. I know. If you quit and start over, why did you start it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, if that was mentioned, I forgot. Dang, that's terrible. Because I, I started playing that for my gamer score push, and I got, I, I don't know, I, played for, I played, for, played for 10 minutes. I did four or five levels. I died 37,000 times. I said, <laughs> I hate this game. I'm done. I'll do this later. <laughs> and now I can't do it. Oh, that's obnoxious. Yep, so you have to do 34 levels in one sitting. It took me about Frick. 50 or so minutes, but I paused a couple times. I hate then, that game. And then, of course, <laughs> in true Rattleleka fashion, the last achievement is for completing one level in hard mode. And, and the first oh, level yes. is just a tutorial where you just walk to the Completed. end with no enemies. <laughs> and it's just so anticlimactic <clears throat> after doing the 34 levels. <laughs> and there's 90G for that. So I wound up beating it. My official time was one hour and one minute. So Corey was making fun of me. He said, you better put it down as one to two hours. Don't lie. <laughs> I said, but I pulled it a few times. <laughs> so I can see that taking an hour at, at times because some of those puzzles aren't the easiest. And looking at Some now, of them, it's like I get in the level and then immediately I die. I'm like, I, have, I didn't even get a chance to figure out what to, go, what to do or exactly, where to go. Exactly. Some of them were dirty and some of them I died before even seeing what, was, what hit me. It's very weird. And then there were some stages where I saw three or four times and then there's some stages I saw once. And I'm like, oh, wow. So it's very randomized. Uh, oh, for some oh, yeah. reason, Thunderpaw is worth more TA than 0000. I, I, that one actually. Really? Yeah. That one actually requires, that is kind some, of shocking. requires skill. Yeah, it's worth a thousand eighty-five and zero 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 thousand fifty. I would have lost Weird. that. Weird. Interesting. Um, and the last 
easy game I wanted to discuss is one you played also, Foof Project Starship, which is yeah. a fun little shmup. You can choose the boy or the girl. And there's um, no difference. <laughs> yeah, the solution says the girl has like auto shot, but I don't. I, I didn't see a difference either. I, they, you, yeah, you held so down the, the button. Boy. <laughs> you held down the button and, and you shoot stuff. Uh, there's two sort of the two hardest ones is get a hundred thousand points and uh, beat four bosses. So the hundred thousand points, I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna do this. And then of course I get that run where I got like two hundred thousand points. And uh, yep. the bosses one is cumulative, so you just can just theoretically beat the first boss over and over. But it's kind of randomized too. Do you remember it at all? You played it fairly recently, yeah. right? It seemed yeah, fairly. I it. it seemed randomized. <clears throat> you didn't know who you were going to fight at any given time. Yep, it was randomized. Uh, you would be playing, then all of a sudden, bad time, and then you die because the game wanted you to lose. <laughs> yeah, there was one funny part. I guess I'll spoil it now because I don't care. Uh, <laughs> once you beat the boss, you see like a like a little treasure floating in the air. And one of them was a grail. So he yells out, holy sh grail. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> and it's all computer robotic voices. <clears throat> so, yeah. I, I don't remember been, that part. <laughs> uh, well, you probably, I mean, I only heard it and saw it once. So it's very, very randomized. Like I said, there was different stuff. Prue, you played all these guys, right? Prue, you're like a low-key, high gamer score junkie guy. Low-key, yeah. Very low-key. I, I tried to keep it a secret and not let anybody know, but yeah. <laughs> I have. I actually enjoyed... I know. Um, I, I see it. I get surprised. I I, uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. Zero, 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 zero a lot. Mm -hmm. um, you're crazy. I, I, I did. It was. I like platforming <laughs> games like that. Um, and I actually didn't mind the one you were just talking about, although I can't remember the name. Uh, you just were Thunderpaw the or, or the Project no, Starship? No, not Thunderpaw. Yeah. Project, Project, Project Starship. Starship was uh, East Asia Soft, by the way. Oh, yeah. And because the other one, there was one that came out right after that that was not as good. Oh, I can't Red remember. Death. Yes, Red Death, which is not as good as Project oh, Starship. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, oh, I did one other one I forgot about. Oh, by the way, Project Starship took me 26 minutes. And I did another one called Deep Space Rush. Which was I played that. You just go in this little lair and you shoot stuff and you get achievements for shooting, for just for enemy kills and for doing a certain uh, hundred zones and then you get a zone for just walking. So that one oh, yeah. is Did another like super easy game. Twenty three minutes. That was done. So yeah, it has five that GA one, difference. That so one, yeah, that one was pretty easy. I didn't. It does? Holy I didn't. Crap. <laughs> I didn't mind it to be honest. Ugh. When it's that short, it's kind of hard to complain too much. Yeah. I don't know. I so, can find yeah, I, I, complain I, about it. <laughs> I've been uh, gamer scoring it up. Prue, you've been a TA differencing it up, right? You, you and your well, yeah, because I'm still in G-Task. So I've been yeah. playing oodles of those sorts of games. Yeah. I don't have as much time for gamer score games right now, unfortunately. Any uh, tips you want to share or you want to keep that to yourself for now? No, you know what? I, I can talk a little bit about... Uh, well, I, I, can, I don't want to talk too much about it because uh, Waka was on here a few episodes ago talking about it, but uh, Lonely Mountains Downhill, which is the mm. Game Pass biking game. Not only is it a Game Pass biking game worth a ridiculous amount of uh, tea difference, it has put me, on, on as far as I'm aware, my first first on a leaderboard on TA, and that is the Virginia leaderboard for biking games. So suck it, all you other Virginians who haven't played any biking games until Congratulations. Uh, Lonely Mountains Downhill. Yes, I'm very proud of it. 
Um, but uh, that game is, I, I it probably took me uh, probably a solid week to get through it. It's not the quickest thing in the world, but it's and it's got some challenge. But it's definitely doable, and it doesn't deserve to have an eleven or twelve thousand TA that it does. But that, yeah, that's kind of the biggest. Oh, game you know what? Actually, is a wonderful thing. When yes, it comes to G task. Actually, I did want to bring up this because I played this uh, two nights ago. Uh, was the game that also just came out in Game Pass called Bleeding Edge, mm-hmm. which is a ninja. Heard a theme. lot of good things about that. Yeah, it was actually pretty fun. The, the achievements are real easy. Um, I essentially got them all in. I want to say twenty games, maybe twenty five games. Uh, so I'd say three, four, five hours. You're looking at. Um, but the the actual gameplay, it's a, a class based third person objective based shooter so you go in with your you pick your character if you want to be a tank or an attacker or a healer and you go in and you try to capture the objectives the points or the whatever and um yeah it's it's just a multiplayer game it's just it's not bad and it's quick and easy and lots of ta difference there so how do you feel with that um with the bleeding edge list because most of these free-to-play you know, style games, the lists are very, very, very grindy. But I've heard some people say that the list is actually too <laughs> far in the other direction. Like, the game is fun and engaging enough, but it doesn't really encourage you to play for too long. Do you feel that way, or you feel you got kind of the right amount out of it? It's an interesting question, because I was thinking about it, and I was like, this is a really easy list for a game that's essentially AAA and multiplayer-based. So we don't see a lot of games like this. This is like a... Call of Duty had, you know, three multiplayer achievements you can get done in a night or whatever. It's, but the thing is, this is a really, um, there's not a lot to this game. There's only two game modes, which is basically uh, Capture the Hill and, uh, I don't know, it's, uh, you, you have to collect these items and then drop them off at a point. I don't know what you'd call that, but, um, like a headhunter from Halo. Yeah, yeah, like headhunter, like headhunter. Um, so it's not super deep. And like the progression system is all cosmetic and it's, there's not a lot there. Like if you get into it and you like it and you have a group of friends, I'm sure you'd have fun, but I don't know. It's, there's not a lot to the game. So I, I, I feel like the achievement list is good because it reflects that. Okay. Um, if they added something sense. like this could be an, an easy game where they can go back and say they don't even have like a death match or, or whatever. Like you could throw that in there and throw 500 you know, gamer score in there and people would come back to it, I would think. I wouldn't be surprised if this is one um what's it called? Games of as as a service or where they get the game where they continually update it. Like I know it's been compared to Overwatch a lot because you know team ba- or hero based shooter. Or yeah. I know this isn't a shooter, but hero based uh game. Yeah, yeah, I don't I've never played Overwatch, but a lot of the characters good um are <laughs> yeah, I my hero. <laughs> A lot of the characters in Bleeding Edge are, um, not surprising, melee-based <laughs> characters. Um, only a couple of them are ranged. So it's kind of different, I guess. But it's mostly the same sort of mechanics that you're dealing with. Like I said, it's for a, for a short multiplayer-based game, I, I really do think it's an interesting position. Because like you say, we don't see these sorts of games with these easy lists. And I think maybe... It was refreshing. It was refreshing for me to go into a multiplayer game and know it's not Titanfall. I don't have to devote 18 <laughs> years to complete it. I can just get it done in a few nights. And then and the list wasn't stressful and I didn't have to do anything crazy to get it done. And I just actually got to enjoy the game 
Which is uh, also you know, at nice. my own pace. Yeah, it was really nice. So because a lot of multiplayer games always they always do tend to throw in like that one or two achievements where it's like super luck based or super skill based or just stupid grindy. The completion estimate. Right and they could have done that here. The play play a thousand matches, and you don't want to do that. Well, thanks for doing that. Now, now I actually played this game. I would not have played this game if there was a play a thousand matches or get a million kills or whatever. So it's. Especially for the people like us in our community, oh. it helps us to kind of play a game. Maybe we normally would probably pass by. They missed an opportunity right there, since this <laughs> is uh, Xbox Game Studios. They could have did like seriously bleeding edge. <laughs> they should have. No. They should have. But it looks like a <laughs> it's eight to ten hour completion estimate and twenty two hundred TA right now. So it's seems fair enough. Yeah, and it's in Game Pass. I think that's honestly like that's why. Yeah. Yeah, you're looking at maybe a 1500 1400 game. It's not difficult. There's no there's literally no skill achievements. It's it's just time whether you're quick enough to get the 100 kills. But is this boosting or is this playing you're playing with randoms or both? No, I just played I just played. Yeah, like I said, that's why that's why it's kind of like hey, that's so nice. It's refreshing. It felt nice to just kind of play the game multiplayer like how it was meant to be played and not have to think like, "Oh my god, am I going to get am I am I maximizing my time?" efficiency here no it doesn't matter because it's such a small investment that you'll get it done it may take maybe it'll take you an extra three hours but it'll you'll get it done in in a reasonable amount of time i love listening to this uh because this is such a an an achievement hunting mindset of oh look a game from 2020 that we're actually playing that's not that's not you know five years in the future it's because it has a nice list and it's easy and whatnot. It's not a oh, uh, and it, it, this this game also is a oh. I'm playing the multiplayer because I can sit in a corner and just continuously get shot. It's oh, I can actually do the list and play it naturally. I can play it the way I'm supposed to. I can have fun with the game. It's, like, it's so weird. It's <laughs> kind of funny to my to me. Well, those are those are well designed multiplayer achievements, and I think for a, for a lot of games, oh, I agree. It's not easy to do that, or they just want you to stick around for as long as possible. So, right. Okay. Uh, let's throw it over to Michelle now. How how's your week been? Uh, I mean, I I haven't been on here in a couple months, and I don't think I played as Fair. many games in a couple months as L played in the last week. <laughs> uh, Sounds like it's probably been pretty good then. Yeah, you know, in in the new year, uh, after going for the foof last year and feeling a little burned out on that whole method of play, I resolved this year to start less and go through backlog more. And I think this year I've I've put something like seven or eight new games on my tag, which sounds like a lot, but it's really not in comparison to previous years. So I've I've been focusing a little more. Uh, but one of those new games I did put on my tag this year was a game we actually received for review for the podcast. So uh, I just want to speak a little bit about Round Guard while I have the floor. Um, All right. Or, I know, L, you watched me play. Are either of you guys, uh, Prue, Kenny, you're familiar with Round Guard? I am not. So I, I saw that you put it in the notes here, and I, I looked up a video, and it looks... I'm I'm sure you'll talk about it, but it looks like Peggle to me. Yeah, that's I, that's about all I know of it from hearing different people talk about it. Yeah, that's the core of the gameplay. It's Peggle, but it's Peggle with sort of RPG-ish elements. So you can pick one of three character types. You're either a warrior, a rogue, or a mage. And these different characters have different items they find throughout the game. So as you complete each stage, you uh, instead of the buckets at the bottom, like you'd get with Peggle, you have buckets that will have things like uh, armor or a weapon and 
whichever one you land in, you only get to equip one. So you can pick if you want to keep the one you have or take the new one. And that's how the game progresses. There are three sets of dungeons. Each dungeon has a boss. And then once you beat the final boss, you get a relic. And then these relics are things you can activate for future playthroughs. So it's it's a cool hybrid of those sorts of elements. And it's it's a ton of fun, actually. If you like Peggle... There's nothing about this game that you won't like, I don't think. I, I liked Peggle. How how long same. is it like similar in terms of scope and length and difficulty? Um, so Peggle is something like six or seven worlds with a certain number of levels within each world, if I recall correctly. It's like 100 levels or 120 levels. I don't remember offhand. Sounds about um, right. This is shorter <laughs> than that. Uh, but because of the opening up of relics and things like that, so relics will sometimes have good effects, like you'll get more gold, or it'll have negative effects, like there will be more enemies. Um, and there is an achievement in the game to play through and master each relic, which requires you finishing the game with the different relics equipped. Um, it has some replayability, which Peggle typically doesn't have. If you've done things like the Doctorate of the Peggle Arts achievement, you've, you've done it all. Like, there's really nothing more to do with the game. And the the mage, the warrior, and the rogue all play a little differently. So uh, the warrior is definitely the easiest one because it's the highest strength character. Uh, the rogue has things you can do, like you press the Y button and you're able to shoot an arrow in a different direction to attack enemies because in place of some of the pegs, there are enemies that you have to defeat. Uh, it's, huh. Each run of the game is shorter than playing a run of Peggle, but in terms of the completion, it's... I think would be shorter than trying to complete Peggle if you're completing Peggle legitimately and not just quitting to the dashboard a whole bunch. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, I, people have completed it on TA. I don't have the completion. I'm, I have most of the game's achievements. Let me see what I got out of it. Um, let me see. That's the wrong game. Okay. I have 38 of the game's 45 achievements and I played it fairly casually. I probably completed about four or five run-throughs and then had another four or five failed run-throughs on top of it. So you can get a good amount done in a fairly small time. It's not a great game for TA score necessarily. Like if you want to use it for G-Task, my 820 points is only worth 1150 TA. So maybe not the best G-Task thing, but it's a great, you want to unwind for 20, 30 minutes at the end of the day and play a couple levels. It's perfect for that kind of thing. Yeah, I can see that. Um, since it basically is pe Peggle, you know, Peggle is the kind of thing where I like to kind of sit down and play a few levels, and then that was about it. I, like, I could never mm -hmm. sit there and play it for eight hours. I don't know how you do that. How you could do that. But. <laughs> I mean, I could. Um, I like Peggle <laughs> just fine, but not that much. <laughs> it's always that sense of, like, one more game to finish what you're trying to do. If there's a particular challenge or something like that. But that's just how I play games. Uh, interestingly, TA has Ground Guard classified as roguelite. I was just about to ask that. A roguelike puzzle. That, That's very interesting. I don't mm -hmm. know That's that I would agree couple. with that. Because usually roguelite involves keeping things from the previous playthroughs, if I understand the definition of roguelite correctly. Sounds like it to me. And while you do have the relics that you can activate on future playthroughs, it's not that you keep the armor you earned or the levels you earned, I don't, if I recall correctly. So I, I don't... Roguelite seems a little a little loose in interpretation there but on my first run that's what i thought when i first played i'm like oh it's a roguelite peggle and the more i played it the less i thought that but i guess if you want to go for roguelite uh you know if you want to go for that roguelite virginia leaderboard instead of viking <laughs> this is one you can uh, add to your pile 
I'm already sitting on top. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see this being like a fun little game. Especially. Yeah. Uh, it is 20 bucks. I Honestly, I was kind of expecting this to be like a 8 or $9 game. Just looking at a couple of screenshots and hearing about it. What yeah, would you say? Is it worth 20 bucks? It it obviously depends. In a different world, before things like Game Pass and all that stuff, <laughs> I would pay $20 for it. But I also really like Peggle and that style of game. And there's really nothing else filling that niche right now. Um, but the game is the, is published, I should say, by the Quantum Astrophysicists Guild. That's how you say they that. They haven't <laughs> published other games, to my knowledge, but they've developed and self-published, maybe, or developed and had others published. So Tumblestone is a game they did. Almost There was a game they did. Ah. Um and they did the bridge, and both the bridge, no, the bridge has been in Game Pass before, and Tumblestone has been a Games with Gold game before. So there's game. some history with their games being available through uh, Microsoft's various channels of not having to pay a whole lot for a video game. So given that, it's probably best to wait unless you have a real desire to play Peggle and have finished the others. Now I have a question, and and mm-hmm. maybe I'm reading this wrong, or I'm, I watched the video and I got a little confused. But it, is this an apt comparison? So we'll say that um, Puzzle Quest is to Bejeweled what this game is to Peggle. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. I would say that's fair because it's it's a it is a puzzle game at its heart. If you consider Peggle game a uh, Peggle a puzzle game, which most people do, except for L, who just considers it a game of luck. Um, <laughs> Definitely <laughs> luck-based. <laughs> but if you consider Peggle a, a puzzle game, and then or consider, or I'm sorry, if you consider Puzzle Quest a, obviously, <clears throat> uh, a Bejeweled a puzzle game, and then Puzzle Quest a Bejeweled game with RPG elements, yes, you can put that same attribution to uh, to Round Guard. Interesting, Okay. So that was, I, I mean, I've played plenty of other things. I just want to mention real quick, I've completed Frozen Freefall Adventures on the oh, nice. Xbox 360. There is a glitched level on the 360 version. So if any of you uh, have mm. played it on the one, there was a title update for the game that never came through on the one. And thank goodness for that. But it came through on the 360 version. And there is actually a glitched level in that title update that is basically impossible to defeat without having power-ups. So I did throw a couple bucks at the game, but uh, yeah, it. Uh, I'm so glad to be done Glitched with that. Glitched level. <laughs> it's it is. It, if you go do a search online, like I got stuck there for a long time, and I just searched that level name, and it was just all these message boards with this. This is glitched on the Xbox, and how can they release such a broken game? And they're never going to update it. And uh, I agree with those posts, but you do what you got to do, I guess. So. Got it done. So that was the one other thing I wanted to make sure to mention, because that was very exciting after putting 400 hours or whatever it's been over the last wow. however many years into oh it. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> wow. I knew it was a grind. I didn't realize it was that bad. Jeez, it was. Yeah, TA estimates it at 400 plus, so including Oof. the DLC. Wow. More power That's too to long. You. It's built to play. This is the exact opposite of Bleeding Edge, right? <laughs> this is a free-to-play game. Yeah. That's built for you to play a little bit at a time and is built to take your money from you. And then has a list that involves finishing everything and includes a glitch level, which is impossible to beat without spending money. Where Bleeding Edge is, hey, here's a game that's for free from a AAA developer and the list is apparently awesome. So you can relate the two that way, I suppose. Yeah. Opposite ends of the coin, I guess. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I know that's it for me. I'm going to like lead the witness a bit here, Kenny. I know I read the the rundown document that we always expertly craft before every episode we record. 100%. And um, you didn't seem to have a whole lot to mention except for one particular thing you accomplished in the last week. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't have anything too exciting to talk about. But for those who have been listening to this podcast for a while, and by a while, I mean <laughs> since level level 22, <laughs> which is when we started the Godforsaken Borderlands 2, we're finished! It's done! Right. No more Borderlands! Two. No more Borderlands 2. Two on the 360. <laughs> oh my god, it's done. It's done! So you, you it was such a surreal here. moment, but it's how, done. How did we finish this? Like, what was what was the end game for us? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Jenkins searching a hundred hours for Jenkins. <laughs> um, so when it got down to it, we kind of wanted to all complete this on the same day, but the Sunday somebody jumped the gun. <laughs> I will say that. We I was always an overachiever type of student, and you told me I had homework to do, and I got it done early. That's fair. <laughs> That's not my fault. So let, let me put it this way: we have been playing most. I should. I don't actually. I don't even want to say most Thursdays. We've been playing Thursdays some when we felt like it. Really, occasionally <laughs> on Thursdays. Yeah. Really, when we felt like playing on Thursdays for the past two and a half, two and almost a half years. My God, it's so bad saying that. Uh well, we we finished it Thursday and the Sunday prior to that. Uh, L, Michelle, and myself, we were playing. We I was finishing up a couple of the challenges. Michelle, you were just kind of looking for Jenkins, mm-hmm. and L, I believe you were also doing some challenges or mm-hmm. and doing what finishing like one some of your, our individual homework. And basically, the three of us were in party chat for like. God, four hours or something like I don't know. Mm-hmm. I went to bed way too late. It was terrible. I threw <laughs> my week off. But you wound up finding Jenkins and God bless you, Michelle. You she searched for so long for this. Thank you. Because she literally found Jenkins for all four of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, something we learned. Sorry to cut you off. It's something no, we ahead. learned as um Elle was researching some <clears> stuff. <throat> Uh, so the achievement we're talking about in particular, because remember we're talking about achievements, is um oh, one right, that yes. involves getting through level one on all of the basic challenges. So you don't have to do the challenges for the DLC, but there's a whole set of challenges for the different weapons, for the different enemies, for some transaction kind of stuff. And that was pretty much the achievement that most of us needed toward the end. And one of right. those challenges <clears throat> is to find Jenkins. And Jenkins <sighs> is a loader bot that pops out of only specific uh, ammo chests. Uh, so that's that's where we found ourselves. So just so people are aware of exactly why Jenkins matters and who he is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I was kind of, like I said, I was me and L. We were sitting there going through do, uh, doing a couple of the other challenges, which minus Jenkins, like the challenges really aren't anything terrible. It's kind of like how we talk about a nice achievement list where it kind of makes you experience the whole game. Just the problem with the challenges is, is just there's so many and Jenkins itself. Jenkins himself is such a luck based RNG achievement, which is horrific. Actually, and, one addendum to that real quick. Again, okay. sorry to cut you off. There <laughs> is good. one 
challenge that does require you to get to level five. And that was actually the other one that held all of us up. There's a shotgun related oh, right, yeah. challenge. For yeah, that was the kills. one that I was working on. Yeah, yeah. Se- 750 point blank kills. Too many. And when you when yeah. we say point blank, I mean point blank, like bar- barrel of the gun up against the forehead, pulling the trigger cl- close. Like, it's not the easiest challenge. It's just more of annoyance than anything. But, Michelle, you know, you're sitting there searching for it, and we're in mid-conversation talking about whatever it was, and she's like, oh my god. It's Jenkins. I found him. <laughs> it's him. This was after two and a half hours At, sitting there opening in treasure that session. In, in that, that session. session. Not all the other hours that we have collectively put into it, because there has been one or two sessions where the four of us have been in party chat together in individual games searching for him for two or three hours. We had no luck whatsoever finding him up until this previous week. But you're sitting there, you're searching for him, you finally found cut us off just, oh my god, it's him. So we're like, okay, Elle and I quickly jump into your game hoping, just fingers crossed, if you find him and you kill him, we get the credit for the kill. No. It's not how that works. You have to kill him. So you, obviously you've done one searching, so you got that kill. Well, I get jump back. I get out of the game. I go back to get my shotgun kills, and like ten minutes later, she goes, "Guys, I found another one. He's here again." <laughs> I totally thought you were lying. I totally thought you were scrolling with us, with us, but it's like, no, he's right here. So I click jumped into the game. I got the kill. I beat L to it. Yeah, I said whoever gets in here first gets the kill, and L I think gave up. L was like, I, nah, I was probably <laughs> eating a sandwich or napping or both. <laughs> it was late. It was like two thirty at that. Yeah, two two thirty. Like we were up late playing this stupid game. So you were definitely not off. Well, we all were. But yeah, so, we just took forever to find him. So this. So I. I just wanted to talk about this, right? Because <laughs> this, the Jenkins story is kind of <laughs> just Jenkins. emblematic like special. Of, of the entire experience. <laughs> and I wanted to talk about where we went wrong. Because oh TA gosh. classifies this as a 40 to 50 hour completion. I think. I was uh, so sad I looked at that. I shouldn't have looked. I think it took us 1,500 hours <laughs> and two and a half years. <laughs> and this is just one of those times. It's like, you, you know, you have good boosts and you have bad boosts. And this was in my top three worst boosts. Like, like <laughs> top ever. three? What's worse? I mean, Titanfall, we played for like, I don't know, we played that for like a year and a half. So you're I not judging like, worse based on whether or not you had fun doing it. It's worse based on the time commitment. It seems to, yes. To time, I would say the, if your goal, if your end goal is to get the achievements and and it lasts much longer than it needs to, um, unless you, unless it's something like something else where you're having fun and you're just doing stuff, well, that was not the case with us here. That no, nobody was on. having fun. Yeah. We, we weren't all looking forward to Thursday nights. It, it was a miserable <laughs> experience. So I wanted to talk about, I, I think our biggest issue was motivation. But mm-hmm. I'm sure there's been plenty of people who know this sort of situation where it's like, nobody wants to get in here. Oh, nobody God, wants no to one. do this. This is like a, a drag. What is going on? And how do you make that better? How do you fix that problem? There was literally no make way to a make better a better game gearbox. Oh, stop. Don't blame this on <laughs> Borderlands. Oh, I mean, I'm absolutely blaming the game. Absolutely. Uh, and as much as it's beloved, as much as it's beloved, I know a lot of people that feel the same way that I do. 
It is fetch quest. It is fetch quest. It is fetch quest. Uh, you're, the map sucks. You can't tell if you've got to go up or down. There's no uh, GPS. Uh, there's no waypoints uh, that are very helpful. The driving is god-awful. Um, <clears throat> you die repeatedly, and then you just respawn. and have to walk all the way back. Uh, you have to pause... And if you're in an online game and you pause, you can die and you have to hide. And, and Big L is in the menu. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, if you want to, you know, if your backpack is full and you want to drop something or sell something, you have to say, hold on, guys. And so, yeah, clearly I'm the big negative Nancy with this game. I, for, a, for some brief history, I played the first game with Boots Orion, two players. Uh, with the god gun and shield so um in one respect it was helpful with not dying in the other respect of course we took away the uh, fun of finding better loot uh, which is remove that part of the game but we kept at it and, and we didn't have run into any any problems like this i felt that it wasn't just me dying we were all dying the enemies, oh, the enemies uh, leveled up with you. We had to go through the whole game twice because the regular mode didn't yield anything. So we had the true Vault Hunter mode. I know you love it, Prue, but I, I'm finding more wrong with the game than I than uh, than right. The stuff I do like, so, of course, is the humor of the game is amazing. The characters are all memorable so and amazing. Uh, we laughed a lot. Uh, the DLCs were pretty good. Uh, compared to the first game, for sure. Um, <laughs> hey, now some of the DLC yeah. in the first one was was good. That Mad Moxie, Moxie doesn't count. It's Moxie's not count. That is not I'm, DLC. I'm that sorry, was but cash grab. There were four DLCs, and no one's going to remember any of them that weren't Moxie. Secret Ar- Armory of General <laughs> no, Knox. Sorry. <laughs> I don't, I found my my issues with the game were really crystallized into two points, and and both of them kind of touch on what you touch on now. Um, so again, for history, I played Borderlands 1 by myself. I played the DLC with other people. Um, like I played Moxie with other people. I did not use god weapons. And a lot of what I enjoyed about Borderlands 1 were the weapon drops. And it would be, oh, man, I got this cool weapon. I can't wait to be level 17 so I can actually use it. I didn't feel that way once playing Borderlands 2. I always felt like the no. weapon drops we got were insignificant and they weren't helpful. Always. And it was completely a struggle to finally get weapons that were somewhat decent. And and once again, coming from a place where I didn't use god weapons, I enjoyed that about the first game. And I just felt like the second game did not deliver on that at all. Like finally, right toward the end of the game, we got some weapons that were solid. But that was like a playthrough and a half in. I don't need a level 50 rifle when I'm level five. That's not what I'm asking for. But I need a competent weapon to use earlier in the game or throughout points in the game. And that just did not happen. My second issue, my second major issue is so for the there is an achievement in the game to finish all the missions, the main missions for the story or for I don't even mind that. Like the fetch questing and all that, that's part of the game. If you're into Western RPG style games, that's very much uh, a part of the way they're framed. And they're they're people who do enjoy that part of it. And that's fine. That's a personal preference thing. My issue was that we had to go replay Terramorphous. So Terramorphous is the big, the Cromorax of Borderlands 2. And we had to go back in and beat it a second time. To For some reason, it, it either didn't track or it's a one that makes you play through it a second time. So we were there. 
level 50 characters with the top level weapons we were able to find, and we still had to have someone hide in the hiding spot in order to beat him. And when you've put that much time and effort into the game, an enemy can still be challenging, but it shouldn't be something where four people at top level had to use an exploit to be able to defeat that character. So those were my issues crystallized into those two spaces. And I'm pretty sure we had a right. Terramorphous run where we got like three-fourths of the way through and then uh, something stopped spawning <laughs> or another. Yeah, he's, he got stuck underground. Yeah, yeah. that was frustrating. Yep. To be and, fair on that one, though, that only happens when you're using the exploit. If you're not using the exploit, that doesn't happen. But so. we had one other major bug. But yeah, that, that was so obnoxious. Also. We uh, had two others, actually. Okay. Which one are you referring to? In the DLC, in the dungeon... Tiny, Tiny Tina? Tina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So we had to, like, something oh, didn't spawn correctly. So we had to replay. And then there was a second glitch that only affected Kenny, where we finished the Torg DLC, and Kenny got credit for, like, almost none of the extra quests. So we had to play it a second time to get him all of his extra quests so he could get mm-hmm. credit for that and get that done, too. So we encountered a lot of negative things while playing the game. Gameplay-wise, it's fine. The, the world is, like El said, full of great characters. I mean, Torg is the best. Anyone who speaks in all caps like that is the best. As someone who plays Dungeons & Dragons, the Tiny Tina DLC for its content as insofar as the stories, the characters is easily one of my favorite ones I've ever played. So it's not all bad, but we had a lot of negative experiences in the context of playing the game that didn't help our anticipation of Thursday nights. So when there was a Thursday night where it's like, I just had a long day at work, I don't want to play, it was very easy to bow out. I mean, it got pretty ridiculous. Like, I think Al stubbed his toe one week, and he's just like, I'm out, guys. I can't do this. So it, and it really oh. was that day. He's, like, not exaggerating. There was times where one of us would say, I'm just not feeling this. I would rather do anything else. And we would just, okay, I'm not. that's fine. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not gonna argue. I think Kenny somebody like, said the word rocket, and then we just started playing Rocket League. <laughs> it, like, anything other than Borderlands was just fine. Yeah, so Kenny's like, I need uh, to Star edit Spangle the Banner. podcast, but it came out six hours ago, Kenny, and I still need to edit it, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was literally falling asleep during to- uh, on a couple of nights. Prue, yeah. tell us what you love about the game. So, uh, here's the thing. I like. I, I recognize that they're... What did we do like, wrong? I love all of them. I love Borderlands... Borderlands 2, Borderlands... I'm, 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 I'm now going through Borderlands 3. I'm enjoying it immensely. I'm actually playing with, with Mr. Rocks, who's not here today, and uh, my other two G-Task teammates. So we're having a great time going through the you game. You can name drop them. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, cr- well, of but course, their names Kronos. you can't pronounce. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Kronos and uh, J-Black. Oh. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're I playing I that. I thought he uh, forgot about them. Yeah. <laughs> we're playing through that uh, once a week, and, and it's going much smoother. I will say it's going much smoother than than Borderlands 2 is. Um, honestly, there's not a lot of difference in gameplay, but that's a whole other thing. Um, anyways, I love Borderlands. I recognize that there's a lot of issues. I like, like all the things that you were complaining about, L, from the first time we played until just now. Like, I <laughs> agree with you. I understand the, those are shortcomings of the game, for sure. Um, I, I like, like you, I like the story and the characters. Those are fun. I like I like the co-op gameplay. Um I think a lot of times we weren't motivated and we weren't really putting our all into it, but I think 
it works best as a co-op shooter when you do that. When when everybody uses their special this. ability, oh, it yeah. makes the game oh, a my lot god, better. That, that dead horse is finally dead. Oh my god. <laughs> Apparently that's left bumper. No one told me this. <laughs> until, uh, 300 hours into or 1500 hours. <laughs> so yeah, so I, you know, um, it's finally over. And it's, I'm, you know, I would say I'm glad we went through it, but whatever. It's finally um, over. And the other uh, thing achievement list wise is that you have to go through with, and get something with all four characters, which is another big pain. And yeah. I believe Rucker told me that Borderlands 3 doesn't make you do that. No. See, nope. now that I actually don't mind. Like, um, I forgot game what, what game I was talking about earlier. Uh, where it kind of makes you experience the whole game. The Borderlands 2 list is actually good, in my opinion, mm. where it makes you explore the world. It makes you complete, you know, play different games, play the different <laughs> characters. It's a good list. The problem with the list is the one is the two achievements: complete all missions and do the ch- and challenge accepted. Uh, or whatever the challenge, the yeah, one to do all the challenge accepted. The, the, the yeah. challenges just go on. And on, like, thankfully, you don't have to do a DLC once to get credit for it. So it's, you know, just that much easier. But at the same time, there's a few challenges where you just want to blow your brains out trying to get them done. And also, there's just too many quests in the game. There was just no reason to have Mm -hmm. 10,000 quests in the game when it's it's just the exact same thing over and over with a different coat of paint. It's just one fetch quest after another. I have a slight counterpoint to your point, though. I agree. I'm all for games making you experience different parts of the game. However, each character is independent. So in order to get the Gunzerker achievement, you need to power up your Gunzerker to level 25. I wouldn't mind this if the challenges for the Gunzerker also counted toward my other challenges. Mm. Uh Each character is independent. You have to complete all of the challenges for one specific (gasps) character. It's not to your profile. And in that way, I feel like they're strong arming you into playing these different characters as opposed to doing it in a way that just encourages you to experience them. I think in the first game, there was a similar achievement, but you didn't have to play too far. I think it was level five for all of them. It was literally like use the special ability once. I'm cool with that. But having to play halfway to the max level so that you can um, get the achievement done is is asking a lot. And if there isn't that one particular exploit, specifically for the Gunzerker, where you can do that right at Sanctuary, you might have to play a good five, six hours into the game until you're powerful enough to not actually to mention, do that if you're playing on your own. Yeah, not to mention we had the benefit of each other to uh, hop into our level 50s and power up our Gunzerkers. Otherwise, yeah. you have to take forever to do that yeah by yourself ballroom well, blitz <laughs> both the gunzerker and the sniper achievements are later game the the other two um the siren and uh the other one whatever it is are level five essential yeah. essentially achievements that you can get the other two characters are tw- like 20 to 30 and that's like a t- 10 to 15 hour difference like you said michelle if it was like the first game where it's just use the special ability then, yeah, you get a little taste of each character, but you don't have to play 15 hours of the Gunzerker if that's not who you picked. That's right. It's it's just dragging it out for no, for no reason. Right. Agree 100%. Yeah, and then the other achievement, the other luck-based achievement that we completely forgot about is finding Michael Mamoril. Uh, oh, yeah. And that was that another was one on. where every single time we went to Sanctuary, 
we were all running around sanctuaries like, all right, is he here? Because he's not just in one spot. He can pop up anywhere. So we're all searching for him. So it's like every time you go to sanctuary and if you played the game, you know how many times that is. That adds five minutes. We're adding like five minutes because we wanted to search. We wanted to find him for all four of us. Yeah. So what you're right. saying, Foof, is that the achievement list is awful. Just, 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 just say it. <laughs> just say no, it. No, I'm, I'm going to stand by my I think it's no. a good achievement list. It's just there's if so you much have your two or three Borderlands bad, 2 that makes it bad. Unfortunately, if you have two or three bad ones, that's what that's what you're going to think about. No, Because we want to complete the game. We're ultimately. also looking at it as completing, right? If, if, right? if you're playing this and you just picked the assassin and that's who you played the whole game and you don't care if you played as the gunzerker because you enjoyed that experience, then... Mm-hmm. Yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter if that achievement's in there one way or the other. But if you're looking to complete the game, you have to be aware that these are things you're going to have to do to get there. And it definitely is easier to have more people because you can have people who can power level your characters. If you're doing that on your own, it's many hours before you're able to get that deep into the game to get that level that you need. And in all honesty, playing this by yourself would be impossible. I don't know how you could possibly ever beat Terramorphus by yourself. Yeah, I don't think you, unless you had some sort of modded weapon or something, there's you wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, playing one hundred percent legit, there's no way. I would even say it's it's. Well, I guess maybe if you're like max max level, you could beat the one guy where you got to kill the worms to create the poison gas. Um, oh yeah, that one too. That, yeah, that was another rough. one that took us a couple of tries because it was just annoying. But here's here's what I'd like to put out there for whoever is listening to this, and now their blood is boiling because. Everyone except for Prue has, and and to a milder extent, Kenny has talked about how awful this game is. Even though we had a good time in its way, I love this game. Don't get me wrong; like, I love Borderlands. <laughs> I, I there were problems with Borderlands too, and I think that they're pretty defined for us. So if you've played the game by yourself and you've beaten Terramorphus, like feel free to jump in the Discord and tell us about that experience and how it was for you. If you encountered less issues or encountered things in a different way, we're not going back and replaying it. However, I definitely love to hear about your experience and and in some ways your defenses of the things that we encountered because plenty of people love borderlands too i i'm not sure um if you want to just give me a second here i i see it was on people's best of the decade list best of all time list right Uh, it's got a 4.5 out of 5 average rating on ta that's you know, that's with high. many, many thousands of votes, right? That's that's a very, very high rating. So there's more people who really love this and had a great experience with it than not. So um, I'd love to hear about that in the Discord. And, and what about the game made it a great experience for you? And if you shared our experiences, I'd like to hear that too. So we have a lot of time into the game and a lot of experience. Definitely would love to discuss it further uh, outside of people that are in our little echo chamber here of how we experienced it. Yeah, I mean, like the Borderlands two. It's and like I said, it's just because this went on for so god awful long, is why I'm like so just ecstatic and it's surreal that it's actually done. I still would like to complete Borderlands one. I wouldn't mind completing Borderlands two on on the Xbox One, especially since I can carry my progress over. Oh, I was like, going to ask I, about that. I wouldn't mind doing it again. I don't want to do it quite yet because it's like <laughs> I just want to breathe. Break. I need a little bit of a break because it's been so freaking long. But it's like, I don't, this has not made me hate the game. Like, I still love the game. I mean, like Elle said earlier on, the character's fantastic. The humor is amazing. Handsome Jack, such a good bad guy. I agree. He's a great villain. There's Mm -hmm. so 
much about this game that is right. absolutely amazing. So as a game, uh, as just rating as a game, I can see, oh yeah, this is definitely four and a half or five stars out of five. But as a completionist, oh no, this is like a two. This is bad. Like I don't want to like trying to complete. It's not good because there's just so many freaking fetch quests. Why is there so many quests? <laughs> and it's it's an impressive completion. We were uh, in the you know fifteen thousand people. That's a lot of completed, but that's out of two hundred and forty four thousand. Wow! So it's definitely an impressive completion, uh, in my opinion. Maybe it's a game that you shouldn't complete, and you have more fun with it, like you were alluding to earlier. <laughs> with that said, but tell I, us. Uh, go ahead, Michelle. I was going to ask Prue about. Yeah, I I think we might have been going in the same direction. Like as much as we might have had issues and. I guess the police have found me. Um, as much as we've had <laughs> our issues with the game, I very much enjoyed all of us playing it together. So we are planning to move forward with a future gaming project. So it, it, it hasn't broken apart our uh, our little our adventuring each other. crew here. Yeah. Before we talk about what that is, words, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to ask uh, achievement-related questions about how progress carries over to the one version. Because uh, from time to time, Prue would be like, I'll be right back. I'm uploading my character to the to the one. Yeah. So it's here's the thing. And I'm not even 100 percent sure because it's real sloppy and and kind of sucks. Honestly, good one. Um, box. <laughs> it it kind of does suck. You would think that you would hope that if you uploaded your character, all of at least maybe character related achievements would pop or uh, progression, story progression related achievements would pop. Or, hey, even like we've talked about a lot tonight, challenges achievements would pop. Nothing, nothing. You have to re-trigger everything before the achievement will pop. Right. So say that you uh, you were uh, level 50. You would not get your level 50 achievement when you uploaded your character. You would have to level to level 51 for levels 10, 25, 30, 50 to unlock. Uh, it's same sort of thing with um, quests and stuff like that. You have to actually hand them in again before you can get them. So it's a kind of a chore. It's not a nice, easy thing unless you're aware of it while you're going through Borderlands 2 on the 360, which, of course, most people weren't because this wasn't a thing at the time. Um, I kind of remembered sometimes like I got the challenges one done because I just waited until Jenkins was the last thing I needed or not Jenkins. We did Jenkins. Then I uploaded it and I needed to trade with myself or whatever. Uh, but e that was an easy re-trigger. So it's, it's sloppy. It's not fun, but it is doable to kind of transfer some of the harder stuff. If you know about it ahead of time. Right. Right. I think another one you have to be aware of is the um, exploring all locations one, right? Like if you explore uh, them all yeah. on the 360, that doesn't upload. So save a location. Is that right? I don't know how to re-trigger that yep. either because I was trying mm -hmm. to. And there's like a lot of kind of weird nebulous information on TA about it. I'm not sure how to – like I've done all those achievements on the 360. I have those characters uploaded. I don't know how to re – Retrigger that. One. All you got to so do Prue, sure. is just uh, delete all your saves and just start over. I mean, come on. Since you love, <laughs> you love the game so much, just 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 replay it. It's great. I'm good for now. I'm, I'm set. <laughs> uh, See, that is one that I'm not looking forward to doing. So don't do it. For comparison's sake, uh, five thousand people <laughs> on the one have completed out of about 173,000. So yeah, people are not bothering. I think people uploaded their characters and saw that stuff didn't pop, and they they really didn't intend to play through it a second time. It was just this understanding that you'll get everything and it didn't work out 
And unfortunately, that turn that puts it towards kind of the bottom of your backlog because you've already played it. I don't foresee any of us playing Borderlands too soon again if we were. Oh, God, no. So, and you might just upload it and feel like you got what you got. And that's that's fine. It's more than you had before you booted up Borderlands 2 with your uh, 360 character. Yeah, there's, I want to go back and I'm going to upload my character again because there's a few achievements I can grab real fast, <laughs> like the level based ones, the challenge one, and well, yeah, that's about it. Like, <laughs> I, because I played on the day when I was trying to go for most scoring, um, one, mar- one month, one March, uh, when I was trying to get all the score, I'm like, hey, I'll upload my Borderlands real quick and I'll be able to pop a bunch of achievements. And I tried that and I popped some. Like, I tried to try mm-hmm. to, uh, try to get a, the level one. So I'm like, oh, I'll just level up real quick. Well, that didn't, that didn't work. I'm like, well, just screw it. I'm not doing it. I did manage to like beat a mission, which then completed Campaign of Carnage for me on the one, so I don't have to do that stuff. But then, okay. like Prue, I was trying to retrigger the ones for to do the maps, and it's just that wasn't working. So that's going to be obnoxious. Small side note, actually, because we experienced bigger glitches, so the smaller ones didn't really seem to bother us that much. Once again, most we mostly saved Jenkins for the end, if I recall correctly. <clears throat> that was the last one L needed, and it didn't pop after he killed Jenkins. He had to yeah. go and get like another level in a different challenge, which was easy to do, but it it shouldn't work that way. It should just work when it's yeah. supposed to pop. So there there was a lot going on. Just did with a few this extra game. few extra trades at the end to get that to pop. Right. So I do have one last thing to try to make you to ma- try to make you believe that this is a good list. It has sixty nine achievements. <laughs> uh, <laughs> best list ever! Damn it! <laughs> and I believe it ended with sixty nine being the level cap as well. I'm, I think after all was said and done, that sounds about right. Um, I'm pretty sure that was the case in the first the game. Other I'm not weird sure about the second. thing is that it was only it was worth one thousand six hundred and twenty five gamer score. I thought that was weird. And then I and then the one version came out with another DLC and it still has a weird total eighteen seventy five. So yeah, once again, Gearbox. Huh? <laughs> but we're moving on from Gearbox. Uh, I'm one, very excited actually, for it. Actually, real quick before oh, no, we before we move no, on. No. I just want to okay. kinda give just you guys... like Borderlands two for our group, <laughs> this segment will never, never end. end. <laughs> this is purgatory, <laughs> folks. Listen to this. So I just wanna t- I just wanna quickly mention a few things i just want to quickly mention a few things of what we are talking about on (laughs) level 22 go for it so now go ahead (laughs) go ahead so just for the long time listeners this is how long this this godforsaken game has been been going on we were the game in a month was guacamelee one and two we just started talking about that and all the metroidvanias ori will the will of the wisps had just dropped a trailer, and that was a big talking point on that. <laughs> and Nate and Corey were like excited for this, and it ju- the term "foof" for the frack, the foof, the foof's uh, ridiculous annual challenge had just started. So remember, way back when when we were talking about all that, yeah, we just started playing Borderlands at that time. <laughs> That's how long this has been going on. Episode 22 translates to December 2017. Does it, though? Yeah. Yeah. We recorded December 26th. Day after Christmas. 2017? 2017. Yes. Or 2018. Yeah. Oh, was it 20? You're a year oh, later, okay. dude. I, I was going to say it makes no sense. 60 weeks ago was- would make no sense, but it's okay. We started December 2017. 
Oh, that's right. It has been before that. Wow, it's yeah. even worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this has been going on. Yeah, it was before Foof, since... <laughs> before Foof was born. <laughs> before, the... <laughs> before the dawn of time. Oh my gosh. But yes, we'll continue on from that. So so what's coming up next? Prue, what what game are you leading us through with your expert oh, skills? I can't wait for this. I, I'm going to lead it through. Yeah, well. You are. We are going to be making our way through... Uh, I guess just the Halo Reach portion of of Halo Master Chief Collection, yeah. and only the portions that we are going to be able to do. So none of the solo stuff, obviously. But we are going to go through. We're going to play it as a group. I guess we're probably we're probably not even going to do the uh, um, what is it called? Oh my goodness! Lasso. All challenges. Uh, lasso. Lasso. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. You cannot yeah, remember that. I can't. It's tough for me. Um, so anyways, yeah, we're, we're going to go through, we're going to at least play through the story and beat it on legendary. We're going to go through and get all the t- par scores and part times, and we're going to do it in under three years. I promise you, damn it. <laughs> done with it. It's going to be great. Well, I'm actually thing- very much looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah, I'm looking oh, forward to it too. Because Reach is a really freaking good game. I, I haven't played it in years, so I'm looking forward to being able to play it again. And not to mention, you know, you're still really good at Halo. I'm stupid rusty at Halo. I haven't played it in a while. So once I shake the rust off, uh, that'll help. Ella Michelle, you've played a ton of Halo. So this yeah. is something where we we have a lot of experience going into. So this shouldn't be terrible. Like riding a bike. We'll, we'll be back into it. Yeah, we'll be Knock all right. Wood, this shouldn't be terrible. The one, the one thing about Reach in, in comparison to other Halos, and then we can close out after this. Um, it introduced a new mechanic that no, um, not a lot of. I mean, Halo Three kind of touched on it, but really, the builder? It kind of, <laughs> no. no, it kind of um, it, it had this thing where, uh. like, at the beginning of each match, you could select a special ability. Oh, oh yeah! So, Al, oh just it's be not prepared. Dead. It's not I just dead. want you to know. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> oh God, it's not dead. Oh, that dead horse is still there. <laughs> I thought we had buried it. Never. Nope. Uh, you will be happy though, L, because you can ru- you can run in Halo Reach. Oh, thank Only God. as a special ability. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. I remember jump and uh, fly nice. and fall off ledges. Yeah, I'm gonna be doing it all. Ah, <laughs> uh, can't wait till we get to that point. Just so I can jump off that cliff, assassinate the the elite, get a clip, and send it to Freem. Oh, and another thing <laughs> wrong with Borderlands 2. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you, can't, you couldn't take any videos or screenshots of, of that game, so there's no proof of me doing anything wrong, so I was really good at that game, just so you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> we definitely took pictures no. of Big Al is in a menu. Stop it. So <laughs> we absolutely <laughs> have... <laughs> Those are doctored. <laughs> <laughs> But the Halo oh, Reach, I'm sure there'll be some fun videos. Yes. And I there's a good chance I'll be streaming it each week as long as no. the three of them are okay with it. So That sounds good to me. So you can join in the part into the fun and see the crazy conversations we get into and watch Big L die a lot. Elsie's <laughs> are gonna be on his best or worst behavior. But it's gonna be one extreme or the other. It is such so. a flip of the More coin sleep. on what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, continuing on, L, you have something you want to talk about? I do. Oh, breaking news. Breaking news number one or breaking news number two? Uh, Number one, it's a lot less messy. Especially because we don't have any toilet paper. 
All right. Exactly. Stop buying toilet paper. <laughs> Damn it, people. Gotta poop. All right. Break. I went to my local grocery store today, and there was definitely toilet paper. I think you're all just shopping in the wrong stores. Man, I've looked every. I went to Dollar Tree for I've toilet paper. And there's none there. Well, then I'd have to see you, L. You have to throw it from across the... Uh... <laughs> yes, from across Queens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there were only four packs, but there were there were many there at the store. All right. Breaking news number one. And Michelle, sorry. Saints Row, the third remastered, has been announced. <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it! I'm imagining the sound effect of flash shattering. <laughs> <laughs> that was good um that's it i'm out <laughs> wait the cops really did come for her what is what is going on uh that was announced i believe it was a rumor and it was officially officialed today um it is coming to xbox one ps4 and pc on may 22nd and a trailer came out <laughs> And it's remastered, so there's enhanced visuals, so you can see, see the uh, the weapons <laughs> better. <laughs> the purplier? The purplier I weapons. I knew that was coming up. Oh, yeah, well, boy, phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. Um, hey, you know what uh, What uh, achievement is in Saints Row the Third? that's very similar to an achievement in Borderlands 2? Uh, let me think. I know. Go ahead, Michelle. No, you, you answer the question. The gosh darn challenges. Yeah, you know what achievement we don't have in Saints Row the Third non-remastered adi- <laughs> edition? Mm, Gunzerker? Uh, yeah, so... Stupid challenges. Uh, uh. The thing that's bad about the challenges in Saints Row <laughs> is that once you kill the enemies, they're gone, and you have to... I don't know what you're supposed to do to find them again. That's what they, they're, confusing They're the zombies me. that exist in the one... Yeah. Island. Prue or Kenny, did either of you play Saints Row the Third? I imagine, I mean, no. Prue, you at least are aware of it. You got the right joke. Yeah. Well, okay, because I, <laughs> I played 8,000 stacks of Saints Row 4. So here's oh, that's th- right. It's just so oh, weird right. because I would have bet $1,000 that I've played all the Saints Rows, but I have no record of playing Saints Row 3. It's not on my tag. I would have bet a million dollars that I'd played it. Apparently, I've never played it. So yeah, you know why really? I wound up playing wow. it? Because there was a server closure. And I went, we should get achievements in Saints Row the 3rd and 4th <laughs> because there's this server closure. And then I think they wound up either turning the servers back on or the server closure didn't happen. Oh, so it yeah, happened, now... it happened. It happened. A month or two oh, later, okay. but it happened. And yeah, what do you exactly. think of the game, Michelle? And what do I think? The game is ridiculously fun, but it's still yeah. incomplete like two and a half years later. Story of my life. So... When Elle is involved in playing a game for me. <laughs> Are you saying I'm the common denominator? <laughs> I think she is. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Breaking news number two. Uh, the Game Pass game Surviving Mars apparently went from an 100 to 120 hour completion to a five minute completion. Wait, uh, really? Yeah. And it's like a management simulator game. So this would be good for your leaderboards, uh, Kenny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bill Zuminati just put up a video. There's uh, console commands, and yeah, it can be done in five minutes. There's an Xbox yeah. One version and a Win 10 version. So that is so an achievement thing that people might want to know. Do any of you have, like, I feel like this is becoming more and more commonplace, where Conan had the commands and, what was it, Arc had yes. the console commands? Yep. Like, back in the dawn of achievement hunting, it was Fallout 3 PC. And that was it. Like, is this something like symptomatic of developers just not taking enough time to like 
cover their tracks with stuff like this? Like, what's going on that these are getting discovered more and more frequently now? Any ideas about that? They know they can sell X more copies. I don't think that that's a motivator for them. It was for that guy that did Alea or whatever. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Alea? Alea? The, um, I don't Adventures remember. Adventures of Temple. Yeah, that one. Because, you know, the, the game didn't review well and, you know, he's a solo developer. <laughs> and so people picked up on that. And that was a glitch. These are games designed by bigger teams, I imagine. I don't know about Surviving Mars necessarily, but like. That game what, came what out uh, a couple of years ago. So apparently something was just found. Yeah. yeah, so I, I watched I watched Bill's video right before we started here, and mm-hmm. um, it's not even it's not even console commands. It's much easier than that. It's downloading um, like a shared world kind of a situation thing. I think like you oh. do, you load into it and it's just like oh you got the stuff there you go you're good wow um, wow yeah now when people jumped into hacked lobbies and whatever Call of Duty that was, that became like a cheating thing. Like people had that game removed from their profiles on TA. How is this distinct from that? Uh, uh, no one cares that's anymore. That's a very good question. I don't know that it's no one's care. I mean, it's one thing if you, if you encounter something that you're not expecting, like you're, you're giving somebody else something that like the coronavirus. Oh, it's not <laughs> You're just oh, like trying not to talk about it. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, sorry, I'm just saying, like you okay, can't okay, just okay. You, you can't thrust something onto people that they don't want. Like you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a little different than that. So you're right, saying so people, to get coronavirus, to you need consent. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be a better disease, don't you think? But it, that's not important. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but. So, okay, so people would choose to download Ooh. this world, and the world just happens to have something. So it's sort of like the lasso achievements were. Like, if somebody had a checkpoint, you jumped into their game. Like, I don't know. This is also, this This is why it's so much easier to get gamer score now, I suppose. There are all these examples of things like this, on top of all the sub-hour completion games that are out now. I mean, I, I will say this. Like, you mentioned Conan specifically. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of games, but the thing is, like, and it may feel like it's more often and more frequent, and it probably is, almost certainly. Mm-hmm. But it is also not that common. Like, the Subnautica true. thing yes. came out Absolutely six true. months ago. And mm-hmm. uh, now we're learning about the Surviving Mars thing, and then before that, maybe a year. Like, it's it, it seems to happen with some frequency, but not like, it's not like every week there's this new game that all of a sudden you... It's not like, Ark came out like four years ago, it feels like, at this point. So it's like... I would say it's like roughly like a year between these sorts of things or at least averages out to maybe like a year between these sorts of things. So it's not, I don't know. It feels like maybe you'll get your 1500 points for surviving Mars, but that's like nothing in comparison to like a whole year of time that people can get achievements and stuff. I'm just always fascinated by how these things are discovered, whether it's something like this or the, you know, Jesus spots in left for dead two, when you're trying to survive stuff on expert, like, who figures out that you have to punch that tree in order to be able to survive? So, yeah. yes, it doesn't happen frequently, but it's always fascinating to me where this comes from. And for Surviving Mars, I will say that it's just some person is like legitimately finding this somehow. I have no idea how he does it. Because this is from, uh, Par- this is from Paradox Interactive, which you may not know that name, but they've produced big name games like Age of Wonders, city skylines hmm. uh and stellaris like they're not this is not a small one man one or two man group like this is a 
team making these types of games and all of these games are um well rated big name titles so mm-hmm. yeah i mean surviving mars has a it's almost a four out of five in terms of reviews on ta so it's it, it itself is a well-regarded game i feel that way with subnautica too like I think, was it Freem who had actually put a good amount of time into it and was like, I believe so, you know, enjoying it. And then this sort of comes along. Sims 4 was another one recently, right? Where people put hours and hours and now there's like a five minute cheat or a two hour cheat or whatever it may be. Yep. Yeah, I think someone's just fine. I mean, obviously there are, you know, some companies out there, Hi Radalika and East Asia Soft to (laughs) create games. And put out easy lists because they know there's gonna, they're going to get a thousand people to buy them because they can beat them in an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these ones don't feel so much like that. No, no. like no, this, this is, is more like just the, it's a it's an oversight that's not important enough to fix in any way. It's just like, oh, okay, so there's a couple hundred or maybe a couple thousand people that just download the thing and they get all the achievements. Okay, who cares? They, they don't care. It's, it doesn't mean right. their bottom line. It's it's whatever. So it's not even worth kind of going into. Right. Well, that is exciting news though. So for and yeah, the ratio I'm, I'm sure will stay pretty elevated uh even with the completion estimate getting tanked. So uh might be good if you're still in G-Task. You've got two options to double dip on now. <laughs> I uh, if you're in G-Task, you may want to hold off a week because yeah. there probably is going to be a good bit of de- decay. Because yeah, people are rushing to it now. Yeah, 1,500 gamer score for a little over 5,000 TA, so that's going to come down a bit. I bet a lot of people are going to pop it um, to save them uh, yeah. on Sunday night, and then they try to deal with the decay next week, so we'll see how it goes. I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm curious with a game like Subnautica or The Sims, what the actual hit on the overall T- TA ratio of yeah. the game was. I know there's a chart that shows that on on uh, TA, but I don't want to get distracted by pulling that up now. But The Sims Four is still three thousand ratio game, even with this exploit having been discovered, or not ratio, probably <laughs> like three hundred thousand. <laughs> I wasn't going to correct you, but I heard that three thousand uh, ratio. But it's still at 3,000, so you still get 2,025 in terms of differential. Um, And it's not that that's a brand new exploit at this point. It's definitely out there enough and people are aware of it. And the remaining number of people in G-Task is so small that even if they all ran to do it in these last couple weeks, it's really not going to impact the ratio all that much. I will say it will definitely impact them enough for competitive purposes. Like, so Mm -hmm. for example, if the... The next 15 people went out and played Surviving Mars tomorrow. That's going to reduce that that ratio significantly enough for them uh, in terms of the competition, I think, in, in terms of decay. But yeah, like overall, like you're, you're only looking at a few hundred points. That's important in, in terms of G-Task, but obviously no other context does that matter. So, Yeah, I don't care. Oh. I'm going to screw at your guys' ratios. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, I, I did look up the the sims stuff so it was a pretty significant impact um at its height uh the sims 4 was at about 4200 and it is worth just over 3000 now so it did lose about 1200 mm-hmm. uh ta in the period after that was uh discovered seems yeah. about right mm-hmm. um continue continuing on the show you guys had a wrestlemania watch party i'm talking about this <laughs> I just you wrote, wrote it on the dock. You wrote but that it on was us, baby. Ooh, you wrote it on the yeah, dock. So. I'll talk about it. Yeah, dig it. <laughs> I'd love to talk about WrestleMania talk about and all the wrestling guys and the things that happened <laughs> with the wrestles. 
Okay, Furu will take it. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Howler the wrestles. Bone saws ready. No, that's all I need. See? No. But Al, go go ahead. What what do we do for WrestleMania basically I threw a channel in the Discord to see if anybody was interested in uh, party chat to watch it. uh, Because the big thing this year is that there was no audience. And it was... uh, So they still had uh, wrestling, but with no crowd. So I figured we would be the crowd and was hoping for uh, some some party chat during and you could watch it on the network and have the uh, audio from the broadcast in your ear and you can chat during it. Uh, Vulgar Latin, who's fairly new to the Discord, but he's very active and he's a big wrestling fan. He's got his Macho Man picture. Uh, He headed this up and uh, we had... Uh, Jay Black was in there, and uh, a couple of other people, a couple of other friends of ours that were are, are not really in the Discord. Um, Boots Orion and, and Das Kunen, uh, our old buddies, and Michelle's brother was there as well. So we had a, a decent enough time, a decent enough party, excuse me. Um, and Vulgar Latin headed up a prediction sheet, um, and I believe 11 people uh, filled it out. And... I believe I wound up in third or fourth place. And there was world-renowned predictor Pugpool (laughs) (laughs) finished in second. And the person who finished first was Michelle. Yay! Well, that's that's a little misleading. Um, Pugpool and I actually tied. We we had the same amount of correct guesses but i submitted my answers sooner so that's what vulgar used as the tiebreaker um but we wound up oh. uh i think he wound up actually gifting both of us a game we both got a copy of ultimate chicken horse what ultimate huh. is that what it is something like ultimate that. ultimate chicken horse yeah i think so yeah. um so that's something i'm looking forward to playing and want to thank vulgar for doing that so we've been uh trying to come up with other things we can do while we're all social distancing. Uh, We know many of us have been experiencing quite the disruption to our daily lives and uh, suddenly have all this extra availability to hang out and party when people aren't homeschooling their children. Um, So just as something to throw out there, we can certainly talk about this more in the Discord, but we had a good time watching WrestleMania that way, so maybe we can get together and watch some terrible video game movies <laughs> on Netflix and party, so we can all watch it Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Just pick your favorite slash least favorite one, and we'll do that. So if anyone's interested in doing something like that, I know that um, Vulgar Latin has also hosted Jackbox Party Pack a couple times, and that was a ton of fun, and that's something you can stream on Mixer, and multiple people can participate in. Um... So, and if you have other ideas, we'll definitely take those in. And then uh, another idea I have for those of you who were with us back in the Z to Z days, we did a Rocket League tournament. Um, I don't remember all the details of it. (laughs) I remember that we had people sign up and teams were randomly assigned because we don't want a team of Prue and the people he normally plays with to just take the tournament. Um, But uh, teams got together and practiced a little bit, and then we streamed over Mixer, and I think Saucy and Stu maybe actually, like, did some commentary over it. Um, Yeah, yeah, so it was was a good time. I think there was a little prize for whoever finished, the team that finished first, so we can certainly do that again. Um, Pretty sure we destroyed Prue's team, just want to say that. (laughs) You say we. Uh, You say we. (laughs) It was uh, me and Stu and... uh, 
Mr. Redemption denied, and uh, my whole job was just to bash, <laughs> smash into Prue the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you say we, but you don't mean I we, because you were just there. I got I'm, it. I helped. <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember. Told I know. Me. I'm pretty sure Weasel Pizza was on my team, and he like rage quit on us because we lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about um, right. Uh, but uh, if people are interested, I'll definitely put uh, information up in Discord. We'll get some interests together. I think if we get 24 people, I think we did te- we did teams of three, so that would give us eight. Um, and then we will do it just uh, – we will not do a draft like RTDL team draft. It was literally random assignment. There may be some consideration given for players that we know are better players to keep them separate from each other. Prue. So that every team Shame. has a chance. Right. Uh, but – We'd like to run one of these tournaments again. It'd be a fun thing to do. Give teams time to play a few games together, like friendlies, before actually getting into the tournament. So keep your eyes on Discord, and more information will be coming there in the near future. You do not need to be in the Rocket League channel. I'll post this probably in the general channel. Yeah, I have two two comments for that real quick. Um, yeah, the teams, I'm sure, will be completely random, except um, it's going to be me, Stu, and Jimbot. Just, just hey. so everybody's aware. Of <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I just give him the prize now. <laughs> you know but, what we um, can do? I'll take if, if, you're, if the winning team does not have any of the three of you on there, the three of you can play the winning team to see if the three of you would be better than the winner of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and actually, to, to an earlier point that you were talking about, Michelle, mm-hmm. um, I, maybe I'm my mind is going weird, but y- you guys remember the party feature of. The the Xbox 360 Netflix app, right? Do you guys remember that? I remember that. I do. I remember it. Yeah. Like, sounds like, yeah, it's not, <laughs> it sounds like exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Like just having people watch stuff together. That, yeah. that was that was a great feature. I wish they'd put right? that back in there. The, yeah. the biggest problem so, is that if people actually want to listen to what's going on in the movie they they and people are fooling around, that, that might be hard. So Yeah. Well that's why I'm recommending movies that are notably terrible. Or a movie maybe that people, people have, have seen already, yeah. Seen already, so oh. that it's just speaking like Monty of which, Python. Speaking Dude, of you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to say we should do a Monty Python one. That would be so yeah. much fun. Oh, there is this movie that just uh, hit Netflix. A movie that involves some uh, crotch cocaine. Oh God! <laughs> I believe Bloodsport is now on Netflix. Is it really? And I actually have never seen it. Somehow or another. Oh. I I will uh, only do a Bloodsport Netflix watching party if Elroy is there for it. Oh, and I, I need to that look seems this up. to be. I need to look, I need to verify this. Or X's uh, <laughs> impersonation of Elroy last week was uh, perfect on the money. On the money. <laughs> oh my! Bloodsport is on Netflix. Okay. That, yep. That sounds like a, that might be a good winner. Yeah, I think we can actually post some of this stuff maybe in the quarantine fun and scary channel since uh, this is stuff we're going to hopefully be doing to pass the time and just to collectively take our minds off of all the nonsense that we're all experiencing right now. Now that it's nonsense, it's very serious. You know, definitely people have been sharing what they're going through uh, in that channel. And please, if you are and you need a moment, you just want to know that there are people there for you. We're all there for you jump in there speak to us say hi but we're trying to come up with some distractions i don't know how it is elsewhere but i know new york state we got word today that all unessential businesses and schools are closed till at least april 29th Oof. so we, we still got a ways to go before we're back to quote unquote life as normal so let's do things that that make our days go better so that we can get through this in a better state of mind yeah and if you're not in the Discord, but jump in. It's a good time. We lots of laughs, and like Michelle said, you know, 
there's some people going through this very uh in very tragic ways michelle l you guys are in new york um condolences to tony calzoni as his grandmother has passed because of the virus i think it was his aunt it was his was, auntie yeah oh, okay my um my bad <laughs> but but that's but yeah that's a great place if you just need to, need to vent or have people you know just find some people to relate to you because there's people in all walks of life right now dealing with all this right we know triple triad had a test and tested positive for coronavirus so definitely wishing a speedy recovery chronos has someone uh, at his workplace who also uh tested positive recently so it's very close to home for a lot of people um so you know obviously we're thinking of all of you hopefully everyone comes through right as rain but in the meanwhile let's keep each other entertained and keep our mental health going well by by participating in these sorts of things and and being as together as we can be while we're being socially distanced from one another and we'll do that with a 16 person party chat all watching blood sport and throwing crotch cocaine yeah. at each other yeah through the mail <laughs> yeah crotch cocaine <laughs> <laughs> all right let's continue on let's get into hashtag wheeling and dealing recommend some games i have <coughs> <clears throat> If there's any cough in that, I forget to edit out. My bad. <laughs> Allergies are really starting to hit me, and I'm hoping I don't sound too funny. At least, no more than usual. Uh, I didn't see too many games on this list that I was really like, oh yeah, let me get that. One game I do recommend, I and I'm probably going to be picking this up, is yet another Zombie Defense HD. This game is really cheap right now. It's two, it's two forty nine down from another really cheap price of $5. So, six eight hour completion. Shoot them up. I want me to shoot shoot them up. So, I'll, I'll probably be jumping on this. I'm sure I got a little bit of Microsoft rewards points for this. <laughs> How about you, Bruce? You getting anything or recommend anything? So I'm not getting anything. I I looked at the list and nothing was uh, super interesting to me. But as coincidence would have it, um, like about an hour ago before we started recording. I started and have made my way through the first level of Shovel Knight. Ooh. Now, I can't speak necessarily to the quality of the whole game yet, but I will say he's the character of Shovel Knight is in Smash Brothers, and that's what inspired me <laughs> to play it. I did not know that. Huh. Yeah, he's an assist trophy, so he, he oh. hops in from time to time. He's not an actual playable fighter. Anyways, um, and I paid full price for a physical release of this, but it's 30% <laughs> off. So you can save some money. You can save like 12, 13 bucks. So, uh, so far I'll say it's pretty good, but it's only one level in. I assume it's going to be great. And, uh, I'm excited to play it. So that would be my recommendation. How about you, Al? Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts. Which one, L? Tell um, us which one specifically and what HD happens in it. D 1.5 plus 2.5. Capital R, small e, capital M-I-X. That's the one where Donald Duck and Goofy beat the living crap out of Mickey and tie him down and just destroy him. And then Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final chapter prologue. Mickey Mouse uh, comes back and beats them up with the help of Minnie because she's the real MVP. uh, Minnie, valuable player. And those are both $20, <laughs> and they just came out like a month and a half ago, and they're already 60% off. Wasn't there a whole drama when they came out that they were $20 on PlayStation and they were coming out at full price on Xbox? Yes. Oh, yeah. 
So here you go. So got, See, everyone said just be patient. They It'll got go stupid sale. people to buy it right away. And, yep. Um, Hi, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> now, now. He's not stupid. He's just Australian. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 is also on sale, 70% off, but that is currently on Game Pass, but who knows how long that'll last. And yeah. Really didn't see too much else on sale, except for this one game that Michelle's going to talk about right now. All right, I am going to talk about the one game I would recommend. So like Prue, I've played this, or no, wait, I own this already, um, and I did complete it. It's Fearful Symmetry and the Cursed Prince. It is normally $5, and it is now $0.50. Cents. So, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, $0.50 cents for $0.49 cents plus tax, I guess. So it'll be like $0.53, cents, uh, depending on your state. It's a really solid little game. There is an amazing <laughs> walkthrough on TA uh, that literally breaks – all of the puzzles down to left, right, left, wait for arrow, right, up, up. Um, so if you use the guide that estimates about two to three hours, I played it naturally and my hour counter is just over eight. Probably won't take you that long. Uh, definitely recommend it. Completely worth that price. It's also play anywhere and runs very well on even a, a lower end laptop because it's not a super powerful game. So yeah, you can't go wrong with a 50 cent game that'll yeah. get you a thousand G in a couple hours. Yeah, 50 yeah, it's a plus cents. one for, for me for the guide as well because it is amazing and mm-hmm. literally you don't even have to look at the screen. That's how good yeah. it is. When your video game is so good you don't have to look at it, then you're doing something right. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, okay. So 50 cents. I guess I'll add that into the list. It's 50 cents for a game. It's hard to pass off. That's so cheap. Yeah, next time you have a gamer score challenge, you can use this. Woohoo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, keep going. Game Pass doesn't look like we have anything coming into it uh, unless we miss it and we're just blind. Except Overcooked 2 on the PC. We talked about this already. It just <laughs> came in. But yeah. No one wrote it, it down. Just... I'm reading from the script. <laughs> I don't see it on the script. Uh, but we do have a couple of games that are leaving Game Pass. Prey. I forgot that was even on there. Uh, Guacamelee. MX vs. ATV. Uh, Reflex. Samurai Showdown 2, and The Book of Unwritten Tales. I have to jump in two? here real quick. Two. Because that's the only one on the Xbox, I think. I've been playing Oops. Book of Unwritten Tales 2 because um, it showed up on my crab list, which I guess we'll get into a, for a second. Um, but the game glitched on me, and I don't have the completion now, and it's making me very upset. So I just needed to say that real quick. But hopefully I'll be able to replay Chapter 5, and it'll all be okay. <laughs> dang it. Had to be a missable that glitched. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but don't start it now if you have. It's a point and click game, but it's a, a twenty hour point and click game. So twenty hours. Wouldn't recommend starting it, even Holy if you love point and click games, because it's going out of Game Pass. We never have like a a time of when it's actually going out of Game Pass. So unless you're really going to just sit down and hammer the game out, I think April fifteenth. Okay. That. With nine days to go, and I guess seven days to go by your hearing this, six days to go, I really, it, it's actually a funny game. It's like sometimes fourth wall breaking. Like there's one part in it where um, they ask you how you solved something and like your choices are like, oh, I used my intuition. The other one's like the walkthrough. And then when you say you use the walkthrough, they're like, isn't that cheating? So the game has this sort of fourth wall quality that's, that's fun and all that stuff, but you just don't really have the time to finish it before it goes out of Game Pass. And it may not unlock all the achievements for you. So there's that too. More reason why not to. <laughs> uh, Games of Gold, of course, 
This gets announced right after recording, as per every freaking month. Uh, Project Cars 2 and Fable Anniversary are available now. Go ahead and get them downloaded. And then Knights of Pen and Paper 1 and 2 and Blinks to Time Sweeper will be available later on in the month. Uh, Toy Box tur- Turbos was announced, but then it was replaced by Blinks, so cool, I guess. I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't think they gave any reason. That is not cool uh, because that is an OG Xbox game, so no more gamer score. Mm, that's right. I forgot that. It's OG Xbox. I heard Blinks was going to replace Mario, though. So, what? I mean, he's <laughs> he's cool in my book, is all I'm saying. If he was cool, he'd be in Smash Bros. <laughs> oh. That would be a deep cut if they put Blinks in Smash. But, but it, it is pen, my, Knights and Pen and Paper 1 and 2, right? So it's like really getting to. Uh, full gamer score lists, right? They're both worth a thousand each. It's not a combined game. Yep. So, Blinks is just a little additional content. We're not really missing out. It's free. Yeah, exactly. When it comes down to it, it's free, so can't complain too too much. Uh, let's continue on into some contests. Um, Michelle, would you like to give a roundup on this? Um, sure. I'm going to go over this very briefly because we've been super chatty tonight. Um, first up, the Gamer Tag Challenge. So for those of you who aren't aware, March has concluded. Shocker, because March lasted a year. Um, <laughs> and we're now into April. April's Gamer Tag of the Month is High Road V2. That's H-Y-R-O-A-D-V2. So as always, you're going to get uh, an achievement in a game that begins with each of those letters. Two can be any game that has numbers in it. Uh, as always, we have a game that you can earn a bonus point for if you either get an achievement or already have it completed. And High Road has chosen Forza Horizon 4. So good choice. an achievement in that. Or if somehow you've already earned the completion in that, good for you and you get a bonus entry. Also, additionally, we always have an extra special bonus for the Gamer Tag of the Month. And as High Road V2 is number two, apparently, we're not sure where V1 went, but that's something he doesn't like to talk about. <laughs> the special bonus for this month is to get an achievement from the second numbered game in a franchise. So Borderlands ah, 2, for example, would count because it actually has to have the number two in the title. So uh, there was a question in Discord about whether or not Magic the Gathering 2012 would count. Because it is not called Magic the <laughs> Gathering 2, but it is the second. And Kushmus allowed it. Because it does have a 2 in it, and it is the second entry. So um, someone in the Discord, I apologize, I forget who, said that they have 80 games that potentially qualify for this. Oh, I don't geez. recall if there was any uh, discussion about possibly capping it at 10. To my knowledge, there isn't. Uh, but one achievement per game counts for you. So you can't complete all 69 achievements in Borderlands 2 and get 69 entries. It's just one per game. Otherwise, uh, that would be up. ridiculous. <laughs> actually, I'm going to let Prue talk about this because he's the only one actually still playing in the G-Task 2020. So what's on deck for you for bonuses for this week for G-Task? Well, this week is a, uh, a team bonus. And it is for ending the scoring period with all three members having unlocked at least... 15 achievements from shooter games. Um, and if, like me, you find yourself with a character like Kronos, who hates shooters, Ooh. it might be a little challenging. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll make it happen. But uh, yeah, so all three members, 15 achievements from shooter games. Uh, good luck to you. And by the way, this is the final week, it turns <coughs> out, with bonuses. 
So uh, we are oh, getting to the tail end of G-Task. It's getting tense and scary and frustrating and relieving and it's the worst and I hate it and I love it and I, I just want to be done. <laughs> Please don't let me do it next time, but we'll see. How much difference are you up up to each week? Oh, God. That's a, that's a great question. Um, Solo side has been over 5,000. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's in oh my goodness that I'm is trying insane to, i'm trying to pull it up real quick yeah so solo side cut off kingsman we lost kingsman uh community manager K- kingsman this week he had 5400 um so it was Jeez. solo side cut off yeah. was 5465 and then for the team side pull it up really quickly was Oh god, I can't pull it up. Um, you're good. Well, while you're, while you're doing that, I think the uh, eliminations on the solo side are still exciting. Obviously, everybody that's in it at this point is really in it. And I want to say when I went to bed last night, cutoff was like 3,800 <laughs> and shot up. You know, that 1,600 points overnight. And Kingsman actually was like the victim of bad fortune. He had stuff ready to go uh, and couldn't connect. I think to Lonely Mountains downhill, and there uh. were some other issues. You know, it's always a bit of a game of chicken how close you're going to go to unlocking your achievements. So he he was ready to survive the week, but didn't. So solo side is still real active, but I think the team side's a little quieter now, right? Like it's like the or did that one it, shoot? There up was too? only one elimination, right? Yeah. So um, the the bottom team for almost the entire week shot up and. Shook things up quite a bit. Ninety three hundred was wow. the uh, the team <laughs> side as well. So it is rough on both ends of the that spectrum. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, congrats to all of you Sheesh. still in it. I think there's what six weeks left, seven weeks left. Oh, God, way too long. I just wish it was over. <laughs> your dedication well, is incredible. I mean, you could always end it this week. That is your call to stay in. I could burn long. all my bonuses and just call it good. But that's uh, true. I won't do that. I think Kingsman was 37th place or so. So awesome job, Kingsman. Yeah, good job. I think over 2,000 people started this marathon. So that's amazing to be that close to the front of the pack. That is so impressive to be putting up those kind of numbers each week. (laughs) I don't envy you Uh, at the same time. Nope. But we have a far more casual contest also going on right now on True Achievements, and that's the Crab. Uh, It's the crazy random achievement bonanza bash it's rtdl let's just call it rtdl guys <laughs> let's just say what it is right so for those of us who've participated in uh z to z and achievement hounds before it and of course in achievement hunting 101 we know it as the random to-do list but ta made a fancy version of it with ta tracking and the kind of things that they're able to do called the crab and that's still going on and if you're participating you have until april 24th uh to unlock your achievements just as a reminder if you're going for all those community challenge badges you do need to unlock 15 of your 30 i actually unlocked my 15th today which was one of the achievements i had in book of unwritten tales too um but i i don't think i'm gonna go for any more (laughs) than that i'm pretty settled at my 15 of 30 are you guys participating you're looking to get 15 how's this playing with gtask prue how's how are you balancing them or are you balancing them so i'm trying to do one a day at least Mm-hmm. Or not at least, but at, at most, I'm like there are days that I skip just because I'm doing other stuff. But right now I'm at ten, okay. and I'm pretty comfortable with the idea. I'm getting the badge no matter what. That's like number one priority. <laughs> I won't go beyond fifteen because, just like RTDL, I'm kind of a purist here. I'm not going to re-roll my list like some weaker 
humans Ooh. might do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm mm-hmm. just, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't mean to be calling anybody out. No, I'm kidding. I tease. <laughs> but I, no, I, my first list is my list and I, I, I'm, I'm at 10 and I can do five more. So um, I'm, uh, I, this is great. I like it. I love it. I, I love the RTDL. So um, yeah, I'll be there. I'll get there. Uh, Kenny, I know you're a little less into participating with these things. Did you choose to participate in Crab? I always choose to participate. It's if I do or don't. It's a free. It's free to sign up. So it's like, sure, why not sign up? Well, for the challenge badge, are you are you participating to that level? Uh probably not. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any progress so far? I don't. <laughs> All right, we're I, gonna. Go this is else, totally so. <laughs> just not in my mind. I don't think about it like when I sit down <laughs> and play games. I've missed so many badges already, so I don't care if I'm going out. I can't have them all, so I, TA badges don't mean anything to me. Fair enough. So, Elle, I'm asking you this question last because I know you're very active in RTDL as well. So have you had any synergy with your RTDL and crab list? Were you trying for that? How are you balancing the two? Uh, well, I currently also have 10. and I got 10 first. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> had 10 for a while as far as synergy goes I have a couple on both from Harry Potter Connect and a couple on both from Condemned that I want to do so yeah I'll get it done and uh, after we're done recording I need to trick Prue I mean ask Prue nicely into helping with a Toja Mineral uh, achievement to catch mm. five elves that's not hard that, that should be easy enough sounds like Are you- luck based are you going for the full thing like you normally do with the RTDL, or Absolutely are you going to just stick it? I'm going to go for 15. Okay. Oh, the other thing, I have been working towards uh, Realm Royale uh, Master <clears throat> Smith for forging 100 items. So we have been playing with uh, Michelle's brother and Vulgar Latin, actually. The four of us have been playing, so a little bit each night or r- random nights. So that's been actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a solid little game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll get to 15. Oh. Cool. All right. Well, with that, let's let's wrap it up. Let's go into hashtag Brad King or Proclamation Point, whatever you want to call it. Um, Proclamation Point. There you go. So we're changing this up a little bit. If you want your milestones read on on the show, typically it was you know we're going off of my friend feed. Well, I know we're working with Terrigan to do a couple of different things in the Discord. So we started a new profile. If everyone, go friend request AH101 on TA. Find that account, friend request that, and that's where we're going to be pulling milestones from now on. This, The list we're about to read, you know, this is from my friend feed, but for future episodes, make sure your, your friend requested that one. And with that PSA, completions. Printmatic has completed 450 games. And Ray Flock has completed 850. Awesome. In completion percentage, Keith271179 has reached a completion percentage of 51%. Jay Black has reached 52%. Philip Wendell is up to 64%. Iron Fist of Snuff is up to 67%. Big L has gone gotten to a 71% completion percentage. Spazpole is at 83%. And P-Tart blows everyone out of the water with a 95% completion percentage. Because That's she, crazy. Because she only plays baby games or games with guides. Just saying. I, that just sounds like jealousy to me. Well, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that on my uh, 71%, uh, she commented, almost pretty. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> I know what she was getting at. So, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to give that one back to her and tell her to play some uh, challenging games for once. 
she should play Borderlands 2 for two years. Yeah. And see how that <laughs> yeah. feels. Yeah. <laughs> but guys, she just moved and she has a yeah, baby. And? <laughs> you're, you're giving excuses for her? What are you, her BFF Prue? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty. All right. We have a lot of uh, streakers. Fake streakers. Look at all those 10 day streaks. Are you saying that these 10 day streaks are fake? I think they're I, stupid. I really don't want to read all of them. All right, here we go. High Road Vitu, Freemhole, Nate Dog Sniper, Isret 102, Shabibble Bobble 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 Bobble, Black Buff, Cabo 73, Shadowless Edge, AZ Mongoose, Buck Marley 155, Jay Zerp. And Carpe Adam, Iron Fist of Snuff, Nerve Bullet, and Mr. Tropan are all on 10-day streaks. Wow. That is crazy. This is all Mario's fault. This is 100% his fault. <laughs> what isn't his fault? Sasha Morning, 25 days. Kronos, 50 days. And Play Ultimate, 7-Eleven, who hangs out in our BCM channel. 2,000-day achievement win streak. Phew. Now that's impressive. Oof, good job. That one's worth noting. Good job. Mere child's play, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) For ratio, we have High Road V2, who is at a 1.7 ratio. Sir JL has reached a ratio of 2.0. And not to be outdone, Crandy is now at a ratio of 2.1. I will say... And coincidentally, because you're going to throw to me anyways here in a second. Crandy Mm -hmm. reached his that milestone while we were playing Dead Rising 2. I said, hey, look. We were playing and he got an achievement and said, hey. You got to reach the thing. He's like, oh, I'm not nice. Okay. So anyways, just, you know, also there was rain, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Oh, um, <laughs> that reminds me, you, you had a fun uh, debate about Dead Rising and uh, Dead Rising 2, didn't you? I didn't have the debate because I hadn't the, played a Dead weren't Rising. Weren't you the judge? The you moderated, moderated Yeah, you, you were the moderator. I was the, I was the moderator, yeah. For those who don't know, back in the Z to Z day, there was a really wonderful debate between, was it Crandy and Tarragon? I believe yep. so, yep. Uh, and Prue moderated, and it was awesome, and we should really do more content like that. But that's a side note. It was, Why don't you uh, tell us about some milestones, It was which Prue? game was better, Dead Rising 1 or 2, just for context. Yep. Oh. Yeah, go listen to it. Oh, sorry. You can't. But if you actually really want to listen to it, <laughs> we can find a you way. can reach out to me, and I, I have a copy. So you can uh, do that. But but regardless, we're talking about Achievements 1, so let's do it. Hat 90, 4,500 Achievements 1, Nate Dog Sniper, 5,000 achievements. Homer, 8,500. Dark Lord Davis, 9,000. Philip Wendell, 10,000. Also, Nerve Bullet, 10,000. Um, but High Road V2 said, no, you can't do that. I'm going to do 1,100. Darkwing <laughs> did 11,500. Uh, hey, Kronos did 13,500. Good job, X. Uh, Maze J, <laughs> 15,000. Oh, I've been saying 100. Sorry for all those people from before. Uh, Reinforce 3. 19,500, Wakapale, uh, 24,500, and Buck Marley, 155, 26,000 achievements. Keep, Next page. Keep going. Oh, sorry. I did not even <laughs> scroll down. I thought that was it. No, there are more, believe it or not. Mad Eye, Pad Eye, 30,000 achievements. Holy cow. True Marvelous, 49,000. And of course, the machine himself, redemption denied, six to eight thousand achievements. And it's insane. That's stupid. That I didn't stupid. even know there was that, that many achievements in the world. Uh, but I guess I'll follow <laughs> this up with some, some gamer score. We'll move into that. Uh, Nerve bullet, three hundred thousand gamer score. High road v two, four hundred thousand gamer scored. Totally Chris Bix, a million and a quarter gamer score. And not to be outdone, Sangrias, uh, one million three quarters gamer score. That is. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. 
That is, know, that's a lot of, I mean, well done all. That's crazy. You're up, Al. Kenny Chesno, 150,000 <laughs> TA score. Doom Raven, also 150K. Nate Dog Sniper, 250K. Shababble, 550,000. Vulgar Latin, 800K. Kitty Skies, 950,000. Prue. Hey, I know that guy. Oh. Uh, 1,200,000. Wraith Rock, 1,700,000. Kronos is now in the top 20 of a true achievement score leaderboard for a collectible card game. Iron Fist of Snuff is now in the top 5,000 of the TA leaderboard for shooter. Retro Chief is now in the top 50,000 of the TA leaderboard for Connect Required and is also in the top 200 of the North Carolina TA leaderboard for Connect Required. I'm apparently now in the top 20 of the Maryland Gamer Score leaderboard for Strategy. Good job. I didn't even know that, so that's cool. And Prue is number one in biking. <laughs> they were scoring Virginia, in case yes. you didn't hear that. Yeah, right. we have a number one in the house. That's so exciting. Yeah. And also, That's we had a birthday this week for Doughboy. Happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday. All right. Well, with that, before we get out of here, let's get on to some Xbox trivia. Prue, you have a chance to get on the board. And, well, even if you don't get on the board, you're still at least beating Chet for his terrible <laughs> question. <laughs> So, All right, what is it? Question for this week. In light of us completing Borderlands, we'll give a little Borderlands trivia. Oh, boy. A little, not going to be quite Xbox, really, but it's felt right with this crew. Which of these Borderlands games is worth the most TA? Is it Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2 on the Xbox One, Borderlands 3, or Tales of the Borderlands on the Xbox One? Uh, so, repeat. Borderlands 1, Borderlands 2 on Xbox yeah, re- One. Repeat, re- repeat the whole question from the. Because this is the ratio or the amount of TA just the score? Amount of TA. I didn't feel like doing. Okay. Didn't, didn't want to do ratio, just what game will give you the most TA? Border- All right, and repeat the choices. It is A, Borderlands 1, B, Borderlands 2, Xbox One version, C, Borderlands 3, or D, Tales of the Borderlands. Tales of the Borderlands? Tales from the Borderlands. One of them. <laughs> Tales from the Borderlands, yeah. Yeah, there it goes. I wrote it down wrong. Tales from the Borderlands on the X- the Xbox One version. So DM me your question on Discord. Okay. That's My question? tricky. That's actually er, pretty tricky. That's very tricky. So Borderlands 1 360 and Borderlands 2, which one? X- Xbox One. Borderlands Tales 3. Tales from the Borderlands, or, Xbox One. Or Tales from 1 and Borderlands 3. Right. Okay. I gotta find your. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I'm just gonna type your name in here because I don't know. Yeah, the when last, the last time we talked to each other was. The last time me and Foof talked to each other was about uh, Halo Wars. Jesus. <laughs> oh, the last time we talked to each other was about interest in fantasy baseball. Now I'm sad. Uh, All right. Rip. And if you don't remember what letter it is, just tell me the game. <clears throat> All right. That's I, a tricky I, question, honestly. That's. I'm gonna go with he a keeps bad one. Jumping systems and stuff too. Like I that's, it's a little tricky. I'm going to go with my, my guess, but I'll explain my logic when I find out that it's really a terrible answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, answers are in. Both Prue and Michelle have guessed Borderlands 3, and L guessed Borderlands 1. The correct answer is actually Borderlands 2 on the Xbox One. 
Damn oh, it. no. Oh, no way. So here is actually the TAs for Borderlands 1. The only one I've looked at during the show. It's worth 2,545 <laughs> points. Borderlands 2 on the Xbox One is worth 4,120. Wow. Borderlands 3, right? That's really, I was surprised. Borderlands 3 is worth 3,451. And Tales from the Borderlands, I thought this was kind of a gimme one, is worth <laughs> 1,131. <laughs> you know what? It It makes sense because... I'm sure there are plenty of people or enough people who transferred their characters, got what they got out of it because it's free gamer score, just like you, Kenny, yep. and didn't do the rest. So that sort of stuff inflates the the ratio for it. And then I was thinking Borderlands Three because it just came. It, it's fairly recent. That would have been my so, guess, but it has no. You know, especially has no there's DLC, a new DLC. Though. Yeah, isn't there a new one that just came out? There is. Yeah. Oh, there is. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Two isn't in fact, just very, very recently, oh. which is why yeah. I, I was Got surprised. Um, That's but, why I picked that one, because I figured it, it would oh. still be inflated because people hadn't gone through it yet. The other thing, too, to, to factor in here is that Borderlands 2, for the one, was, was part of the Handsome Jack collection, which was um, Game, uh, game, game Pass. pass. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's probably what made the difference here. Something else. It was an important qualifier right, that ask, was Xbox One right. and not 360. Cut this out yep. and ask us again. i just thought of something else that might have inflated that ratio a bit there might have been a whole bunch of people that quickly jumped onto the xbox one because they released that little dlc to get ready for borderlands 3 Mm, that's true so there's probably a whole bunch of people that jumped on unlocked one achievement if if anything just to get ready and so it's just inflated that score but yeah i would have guessed borderlands 3 i I thought for sure that was going to be the guess well, now, can I can I ask you a question, Foof? Sure. I mean, it's unlikely I'll be on again for a while, maybe <laughs> a year or two. Can I get like half a point for actually dealing with Borderlands Two for like two years with you people? Dealing with hell. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Typically, I give people that aren't on here all the time two points. I'll give you one. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. I'll give you one. So that I'll add you to the list. Yes. All right. That's all I wanted. <laughs> just, I just, I love this system. So right now, L is winning with eight points. Corey has seven. Nate has three. Michelle has two. Chip has negative two. <laughs> Sarah with an H. L, Roy, and X all each have two. And Prue, you have one. Yes. Excellent. Not in last. You're not last place. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Ding. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well that was fun. We have to do this again, but not you know in sixty some episodes later. Uh, Prove before- Halo Reach isn't going to take us that oh, long. Oh god, no! <laughs> if it does, there's I, I quit with this group. <laughs> I-, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, Prue, before we get out of here, Gunny, what's your podcast or anything else you want to plug? uh yeah well here's the thing if you want to find me or talk to me you can find me um i'm all over i'm on the discord um on ta i'm on xbox listen here's the thing if you just post something even the mildest star trek adjacent even like it was a quote or an accidental picture that might remind me of star trek in the discord i will tell you why it actually is is star trek related so um, you can do that um if you can't remember how to spell my name but you can find me anywhere prue it's funny spelling. Find me there, and uh, I'll uh, I'll chat with you. All right. And with that, uh, uh, thank you all for listening. You can find the Discord and everything else in the show notes. 
Uh, talk to you next week. See you later. Class dismissed. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for a very sequential segment with everybody's favorite educators, X the Hero and Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. What's up, everybody? First off, I'd just like to give a special thank you to everybody in the whole world that is choosing to spend their quarantine listening to VSS. We put a lot of time and effort into writing these segments, so it's always appreciated to hear that you guys enjoyed them. Or that you didn't enjoy them. We don't mind hearing that either. Love us or hate us, we just appreciate that you are choosing to occupy your quarantine time with our voices. And to those of you that heard the intro to this segment and fast-forwarded right past this part to get right to the end, well, you suck. But it doesn't matter because you didn't hear me say it anyway. And with that note, we have a very relevant and relatable VSS today. We're all in this quarantine thing together, and if you're not in quarantine, you're part of the problem, but that's a conversation for another day. So one of the biggest issues with being stuck inside your house is cabin fever of sorts, because you just kind of start to feel trapped. Doesn't matter how big your house is, eventually that urge to get out becomes overwhelming. But as we all know, we can't do that. Or at least we shouldn't. Seriously, stay the hell home, guys. Anyway... Everybody handles quarantine differently, so today, VSS brings you top achievements that express how we're handling quarantine. So joining me today is Mr. Roy. Como estas, El Roy? Uh, I guess I'm part of the problem, man. I'm still going out. <laughs> you are indeed part the... of the problem. <laughs> I am part of the problem. Ah, uh, well. Yeah. It's good to say it out loud, get it off my chest. That's true, yeah. A lot of stress, you know, just it's not yeah. good to keep it in. Gotta get that's things good. out there. Otherwise weight is lifted. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's fair. We also have a very special guest joining us today, all the what? way from Winchester, Mr. Chewy on Ice. How the bloody hell are you, laddie? Hello, Governor. I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> It's a great I, pleasure to be here. I know that oh, was man. that was my Irish expression, but you know, <laughs> to most say, of our listeners, a lot, there's a lot going on there. To man. most of Winchester's our listeners and you know, redneck England, hosts, man. if it's not America, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just over yonder. <laughs> it's just the other side of the world or something. You might as well be in like Japan, as far as Elroy yeah. knows. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Well, like I said, we're all handling this quarantine thing differently. So on. To, yeah. So our top achievements to express how we're handling quarantine are all personal in nature, which makes it sort of difficult to quantify them, but we're going to do it anyway. So let's start off with this week's honorable mention. Elroy, what you got? Oh, oh honorable mention. I got a wonderful achievement, and it is called Flawless Memory. Oh, uh, yes. Flawless Memory comes to us courtesy of Laser Life. Ooh. Sounds exciting, yeah. And you get it for collecting every fragment of a memory. It has a whopping 1.25 ratio. Right up and, your alley. you know, yeah, it gets you uh, plenty of uh, gamer score. Uh, and so uh, that's probably why I played this game. But uh, let's just talk about Laser Life for a second before I get into why I chose it. So you're an astronaut. Spoiler alert, you're dead. Okay. You do now, that a lot. <laughs> well, in this case, it's not a uh, cliffhanger type of you're dead. Um, it's not like Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense who's dead the whole time. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Now, you're in fact a 
uh, skull, like in the cover art, you appear as a skull inside an astronaut's helmet. So either you are wearing a wicked mask or you probably go into it knowing that you are, in fact, dead. So in this spirit, your soul or essence, whatever it is, is out there, it's floating around in space. So uh, you you blew up. That, that might have been a spoiler. I'm not sure. You, <laughs> I think that's you, you, a spoiler. <laughs> So spoiler alert on that last one. So you're whatever when you blew up, I guess all your memories were scattered into space, and so your soul's flying around trying to figure out what happened and uh, collecting all these things before you know the, before you woke up dead. Now you have the, the game mechanic is basically there's these two little squares, or or I don't know, there might be a pentagons or, or, or uh, I don't know. But anyway. You, you do know your little... shapes, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe hexagons. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they okay. could very well be hexagons because I think they are flat on top and they had little, little brackets on the side. Yep. Um, not a nonagon or, or anything like that. It is a probably a hexagon. But uh, anyway, so you got two of these. And so you got to line them up on top of the memories as you fly by them while the EDM music yeah and so while that's playing and so you gotta line it up and it's coming really fast and then you gotta hit the a button while it's on top of it and so there's a lot of a lot of moving parts to this thing so uh it sounds great it is actually a pretty easy gamer score uh we'll get to that in a second but uh the end of each stage you find uh different life events i think there's one about dog like a family dog and then there's another one where you get married or stuff i don't know it's been a while since i played it but and eventually you get dead and that's the memories you have so pretty cool game i love the music in it uh but not as much as i love the fact that uh the people in this panel or this uh segment uh what it says about them X, you and I, we got the gentleman's 800. Uh, because the last 200 is a very hard achievement in the sense that you have to perfect every single stage. So you have to get everything exactly uh, completed, uh, no mistakes, and that gets you the last 200 gamer score. So yeah, it only is, makes sense. That, that is not up my alley. <laughs> and the ratio of that last one is like so super high over the <laughs> other ones like it's at least double all the other achievements and so it's you might say well what kind of person would do this to themselves well i think we have one over in winchester ireland uh, who, ireland. uh mr chu uh, you seem to have the completion why why on earth did you what, go ahead and why on game? earth did you do that to yourself it's really not <laughs> yeah. that it's really not that difficult guys Oh, it is. Honestly, it is. It's, no, there's it probably was. there's one level. <laughs> I tell you what, there's one level maybe halfway through that is harder than every single other one. It's very very specific on the timings, but mm. everyone after that, super easy. So you just have to get through that one. Get through the hump, and you're good. All right. You know what I think what? it is though. Ireland, What's it's that? pretty close to Sweden, and Waka and Owu live over there. So I think some of oh, their yeah. Swedish godness is flowing across the English <laughs> channel or whatever. I just want to that... uh, clarify and be very clear that I am in no way affiliated with the Gaelic. I am not Irish. I'm not in Ireland. This is oh. typical American. Come on, you guys have never uh... heard of Winchester, Ireland? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me. Yeah. Well, 
I think it could be that we're just uh, lazy, and then we just moved on to the next quick game. So there you have it. Our, <laughs> our, 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 our ratios don't lie. Now, why did I choose this wonderful achievement? It's, uh, why does this have to do with what I've been doing during quarantine? So uh, the quarantine, for the first two-plus weeks of it, I worked nonstop on the freaking yearbook for my school. Uh, it is something I do every year that uh, I have to finish it. It's part of my job. Uh, and so this year was kind of weird because I don't even know when these things are coming out. Uh, the, the place that publishes them is currently closed down. So I, I just wanted to make sure that I got my job done. Uh, and it was extra fun this year because uh, the school year ended prematurely before I could get all the pictures that I needed. So some creativity was definitely needed. But I did, in fact, get it finished. And so now I can focus on other important things, which uh, I'll get to later with uh, certain tournaments and everything. And uh, but anyway, the, the the yearbook, I do very well with it. I would usually win an award every year with it, uh, and I put a lot of work into it. And so um, one of my favorite sections in the yearbook is one that's the uh, senior quotes. Uh, let's see, Mr. X, you would be very close to a yearbook. Is there? Senior quotes in your yearbook? Yes, there are, but not everyone gets them just because mm -hmm. like half the class forgets to do it or doesn't submit. Oh, it. yeah, that's yeah, that's the way mine is. But, I, but I it is there saying... for everybody. Everyone has the option. Okay, yeah. Well, like, us... all, only seniors have the option, but yeah, because yeah. you know, it's yeah. senior quotes, right? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, we also, we also let the uh, Hispanic folks do it, regardless of uh, their grade levels, because uh, we have the senior quotes. But nice. the uh, students in our school can't be trusted with this, uh, being in an urban school such as it is. And uh, when the students I, – I see a lot of stuff, man. They, they send me back <laughs> a lot of stuff. And so uh, rather than just throw out the majority of them, I learned a few years ago – uh, to put a disclaimer on the sheet that basically has a little tiny line that says that the yearbook staff reserves the right to edit or modify any uh, quote without uh, prior consent or whatever. And, you know, they, they go ahead and fill it out and sign it and everything. And so, so much like Laser Life, I am preserving a flawless memory for them. I don't do slang. And that is reflected in my yearbook. So they will someday go back and look back, and then they'll see that they actually had something intelligent to say and feel so good about themselves. And they'll have this flawless memory that may or may not be accurate. So let me give you an example. One of my favorite ones is uh, variations of this sentence, uh, which is, get your money, bruh. Um, so that would be how I'm not going to put that in my yearbook. So instead, what they get is seek out gainful employment <laughs> opportunities, my friends. And uh, sometimes oh, I always get at least three or four. You went to high school, but I went to school high. They think that's so clever. But uh, I usually turn that into something about their amazing uh, attendance record. Because, you know, they were very, uh, they went to school and all that and had a great attendance. And then whenever I see the livest or something to that effect, I always refer to their zest for life. And so I make them sound very, very, very educated and that we are doing our job here in our credit school. But no, it's not credit. We, we do a good job. Now, and well, actually, that's all I have. Yeah. 
Can you like please send a picture of this Dr. Senior? Oh, sure, for sure. That is fantastic. I I got you. I'll send send you some of my favorites over the years. I would just like to (laughs) chime in. I'm not going to mention him by name, um, but his name starts with an O, so I'll call him O. Uh, I inspired his senior quote this year with uh, apparently my favorite thing or his favorite thing of mine that I ever said in class. So his senior quote this year is, hey, Tony, come have some pizza. It's greasy like you. Oh, wow. (laughs) But that was one of those things that I said and kind of regretted saying. (laughs) And now it's immortalized as his senior quote. (laughs) So, you know. (laughs) Oops. Oops. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, man. I'm so excited for this number five. Yeah, we, we've never had a Scottish guy on VSS before, so <laughs> are mean, you ready to make amazing. your VSS debut, Chewy? Number five. Thinking, number five. I hope, we, I hope we understand him. He's going to sound like that willy guy yes. off of uh, Simpsons. Right? Right. Pip, pip. <laughs> uh, number five. Okay, guys. I have to tell, I have a confession to make. In You're my, In my whole... 30-something years of existence, I have never spent any part of it exercising with any degree of commitment or consistency. I'm First sorry. High five, bro. Oh, Roy. I, I, I'm, I'm just looking away from the screen. I mean, Now, I, I did do like some sports ball stuff in school, but that mostly entailed hanging around in the background, staring at the sky, or my shoes, or the girls. Um, and you've, you've seen... Uh, yeah, you guys have seen the Star Wars movies, right? Um, I have uh, not seen a single not, one, actually. Okay, so you know what? I know that like crushes you. I was going to say, who, who are you down, talking but... to? Think of who you're talking to. <laughs> no, I have. I'm a normal person. Okay, I'm okay. a normal person. I mean, you know what uh, Chewie looks I... like, though, right? You know you know what a Wookiee looks like. Oh, he's, he's a naturally tall, skinny dude. But I do carry a bit Very of weight true. around my belly area here. And my height kind of masks that I have a big tire around my tum tum. <laughs> uh, so you're like a like a pregnant Wookiee. Like a pregnant Wookiee. One of my <laughs> oldest friends has called me the skinniest fat guy he's ever known. Oh man. Yeah. That's and I, I actually right I actually blame you guys. Not you specifically, <laughs> uh, but Americans in general because um I was just playing skinny and then I lived in Los Angeles for six months and I had a Bob's Boy milk shake pretty much every day that I was there. <laughs> and affectionately grew my uh, my milkshake baby. Um, so, you know, despite all that, I've never really been motivated to do anything about it. Um, the achievement I've chosen is exercise newbie, and this uh, comes from Dead or Alive last round, uh, Dead or Alive five last round, but it does also appear in Dead or Alive five, uh, Dead or Alive six. And a whole, and I can't remember what the other one is now. Dead or Alive Five, something or other. <laughs> um, and that is for completing all the moves for a character in Command Training. Uh, have you guys played Dead or Alive? Any of the Dead or Alives? I am a uh, huge fan, actually, of Dead Okay, okay. Well, these ones, uh, Dead or Alive Five, Dead or Alive Last Round, and Dead or Alive Six, are actually fairly simple completions um, relative to most fighting games, um, apart from the combo sections at the end but uh, this one in particular is fairly simple to knock out especially if you choose one of the easy characters um, you just have to work through all the command training uh, moves but the reason I chose this is because personally I have 
I've turned a corner. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. I am an exercise newbie. Uh, oddly enough, it's taken being stuck inside the house day in, day out for weeks on end to actually get me to be the most active that I have ever been in my life. Uh, oh, wow. Granted, I'd love to. I'd love to hear this 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 routine you're you're doing. Well, <laughs> well my w- this is like news. I, you got my full attention here. What we got okay. going on here? Well, Fifty wife, pull-ups a day. Like we're yeah, yeah. My wife played a big part in it. Uh, it was actually her idea to commit to it, but committed I remain. And every morning at nine o'clock, I join hundreds of thousands of people doing about half an hour of high intensity interval training. You know what that is? Hit training. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're familiar. Oh, I'm sure. just trying to figure out. So nine o'clock over in Wales, so that's like four a.m. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like uh, you know, you do like uh, you know, high knees for thirty seconds, then you do like uh, yeah, thirty seconds of something else, kind of, uh, and then you take a break and stop completely, that's, and then you start back. That's up exactly it. You got ten minutes on, ten minutes off, uh, thirty seconds each round. Uh, kind of like insanity. There's a, a che- there's a a workout program called Insanity. It's ran by Sean T. Sean T. I know Sean T. Okay. I did, uh, yeah, man. Focus well, the, T twenty yeah. five for a while. The, oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, that was his second offering. The original Insanity was much better, I thought. <laughs> I didn't like the T twenty five. It was too short, I thought. You know, I was like, Well, what am I doing? Fifteen minutes, twenty minute workouts? I ain't doing nothing. Well the uh yeah. the equivalent Sean T for over here is this guy called Joe Wicks. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a very enthusiastic uh, British fitness coach. Uh, and he's, in these challenging times, he's uh, set up this YouTube live stream every weekday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a way of filling the physical education gap that kids are no longer getting in school. Uh, so he's encouraging families to, to join in, get healthy, and, and, and do this routine every single day. Uh, and it's not, it's not just a few you know, baby stretches here or there. This is pretty intense stuff. I really get my sweat on. I feel the burn. I think it's it's starting <laughs> oh, to make a difference. Uh, so despite a life of complete activity abstinence, you'll be pleased to know, Elroy, that I <laughs> may be a bit of a convert. But oh, man, this is so exciting. Yeah, I am still stuffing my face with, full of carbs. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, the, the biggest bit of advice I could ever tell you, especially since you say you got a, a nice spare tire for everyone is uh abs are made in the kitchen my man it's so true they really are man if you want to get you want to make that 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 six pack pop man you gotta you gotta you gotta step away from the carbs you can do this i know i know fish and chips and all that you know but <laughs> ah, uh, you'd be, i was gonna say shepherd's pie is hard to <laughs> oh i can't think of an irish dish. Uh, toad in the hole fish and chips is irish right <laughs> what else um bangers and mash for yeah. dinner maybe spotted dick Spotted dick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you. I'm still proud. No, don't get me wrong. I'm still proud of you, man. Thank you. It's awesome, man. Yeah. I did it for you. Oh, man. I feel the love. <laughs> uh, shoot. All right. Well, cool, man. Yeah, good for you. I had Taco Bell on Sunday, so. What? I know. It was delightful. It, that's keto? No, it's not at all. <laughs> but the way I look at it is I don't have to fit in my teacher clothes for like six more months, so. Oh, God. You're going to be one of those, huh? You're going to come walk, walk in. <laughs> like, oh, God. What am to? Nah. Uh, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. 
All right. So for this week's number four, uh, it number is four. number four. It is brought to you by the achievement. Uh, speaking of teacher clothes, the achievement called "Bored at Work" from After Party. <laughs> so if you are unaware, Elroy, I know you are aware. I think you knew before I knew. Pennsylvania's governor shut down all schools starting March sixteenth through indefinitely. So that's that's pretty cool because yeah. that's my job is canceled indefinitely. <laughs> are you actually? I find out. Are you teaching at all, other than like doing yearbook? Uh, well, once I finish the yearbook, that basically means the school year. Nor in a normal year, that basically signifies near the end. And then April is completely just uh, doing the testing, and then May is just a waste of time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we're supposed to be putting up some less or some assignments for them and all this and that. But I mean, it's just you know it's half ass and all that. And so I find out Thursday what the fate of our school year is. So gotcha. I'm pretty excited. Gotcha. I, I can't wait. I'm glad that they're making the decision. And what is supposed to be the worst part of this whole thing. So great props to them for deciding to do it this week to make a decision, uh, a reactionary decision. So there you go. All right. Chewy, uh, did the schools over in Liverpool do anything? Or Oh, yeah. We're all closed up. Closed up shop. Definitely. Nice. Yeah, that's what I thought. The, the whole country is shut yeah. down, right? Apart from key workers, their kids right. get to go yep. to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I work at a uh, university but uh, I work in the IT department of the university. So although all the teaching staff are having a break, we're still <laughs> running in order to try and get the teaching staff to figure out how they're going to teach remotely when we go back uh, in September. Gotcha. If well, that's kind of yeah, well, what uh, my little blurb here is about. So nothing has been confirmed. Like I said, we're closed indefinitely, but we are all fairly certain we're not going back to school this year. If you talk to the students or any of the staff, even my principal, even my superintendent, we're all fairly certain we are not going back to school this year. So a lot of districts, my, uh, you know, my own district and many others, we, we came up with alternative learning plans, which is about as fun as it sounds. It's just this large document of how will we teach. So some districts in, I can only speak for Pennsylvania, I honestly don't know anything else, um, but some districts, they're, they're just printing out large amounts of packets and sending them home, but my district, yeah, it sounds dreadful, my district is small enough that we could actually give a Chromebook to every single student, and we have, we're, we're a, you know, a pretty urban district too, so we have a bunch of students who don't have home internet, so we purchase mobile hotspots to give to those students, so we could transition, oh, wow. yeah, right, could transition to a 100% online learning environment. Which is good luck. Uh, good luck getting those back. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we, <laughs> I, we we did discuss that. The Chromebooks are numbered <laughs> and like linked to the school and whatnot, and like the IT can like remote access them and whatnot. But the hotspots, I don't think they said that's just we bought it. Here it is. Uh, I think you're totally right. But I, know uh, I, am. <laughs> <laughs> I like the exactly what happened there. to Memphis. That's exactly what happened to Memphis. They tried that crap one year. They they thought that oh, the students were ready for laptops, and I think the recovery rate of the ones they sent out was thirty six percent. See, I'm the IT guy for the school, and so I got to hear the 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 back half of this. And <laughs> you know they 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 did a trial run, and they they really cooled their jets after that. But actually, that was so many years ago that they're actually thinking about doing it again. So next year, I think we're going to try it again, and it's going to be dreadful. <laughs> Well, Kelsey's school, I know I'm getting on a sidebar here. Kelsey's school is completely one-to-one. They give a student a laptop on the first day of school, and that's their property, their responsibility until the uh, last day of school. That could work. And they, they hold them accountable, basically. If anything happens to your laptop, you have to replace it. Yeah. But anyway, I so I, I'm an online teacher now, and uh, let me tell you guys, this 
I think I found my true calling in the education world. Like this, <laughs> this is it for real. Everything is online through Google Classroom. Basically, I am telling my students, read this and then answer these questions. And then the next day I create a worksheet, <laughs> I upload that, and then the students do it. And it's easy and it's all from the comfort of my own couch without pants. And every few days I'll record myself <laughs> talking about the story we read, give it a little breakdown, you know, synopsis, run through, whatever, which is also done from the comfort of my own couch, not wearing pants, but with a button-up shirt on because, you know, I got to look professional, right? We are explicitly mm -hmm. told that if you feature yourself on camera, you have to look professional. You have to abide by the teacher dress code. But that only applies to what's on camera, so... <laughs> found the loophole there. You know how, like, uh, boy. you know how mullets are business in the front, party in the back? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm rocking business on top, bear on the bottom right now, and it is fantastic. Like, <laughs> I can't express how amazing. I have not worn khakis or, like, teacher pants in a month now, and I love it. I love my schedule. I love my responsibilities. I love how easy grading and answering questions through email is. But my, my achievement choice for this is called Board at Work. And the truth is, I actually I miss teaching Cause, no. no, I do. Like, I'm uploading the stuff, and I'm like, here, kids, do this. I'm not doing anything. I'm just making a document and grading their answers. Like, I'm not teaching, and I do <laughs> miss that. So I teach American literature, which, uh, Chewy, that's that's literature written by the, the, the traders, basically. Um, but like I said before, right now I'm telling the kids to read and answer the questions, and it, it's not traditional teaching right so in school i'd have my kids read the story at home and then we'd spend the entire class period the next day discussing it i know they read it like most of them read it i know they understood it but did they really understand it because there's a difference between getting the literature and getting the literature and my job really is to help students move from the first to the second like move between i get it to i get it and i don't have that ability online and i miss it i actually do i like not wearing pants but I miss it. Like, the best part of my job are those awesome discussions about awesome literature, but that element of my class, it doesn't exist online. So, schedule's cool, workload's cool, I don't miss the assholes who make my life miserable on a daily basis. Um, I just, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of bored at work. I sit on my laptop for a few hours a day, get done what I need to, but I, I don't get to experience the favorite part of my job. You say that you miss teaching? Do you think that I've, the kids miss learning? You know what? Believe it or not, I also teach public speaking. So I had the kids upload videos like, hey, how you how you feeling about quarantine? And uh, it's a small class. There's 12 of them. Ten of them said that they miss going to school and talking to their friends and teachers. Two of them were like, this is the life for me. Uh, but ten of them, <laughs> ten of them said they miss it. And there are also 10 seniors. So I do feel bad that their senior year is, is sort of gimped like this. No prom, mm -hmm. no graduation, you know, no no senior trip, no senior. Oh, yeah. They do a big senior parade, so they don't get to do that. But I don't know. I gotta. I figure out, like, I got to take the good with the bad. I don't get to teach. I don't get to have those awesome discussions that are the highlight of my job. But I also haven't worn a tie or shaved in over a month. <laughs> so I feel like that's a fair trade. I don't know. But, yeah, bored yeah. at work because I am an English teacher, and I do not get to enlighten my students to the deeper meaning of our literature. So bored at work. Mm -hmm. And Lee's the devil. And Lee is the devil, because it's from After Party, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I'd say you're pretty bare on top, but there you go. Now, you're That's referring to, to the top top. <laughs> you can see on you know the front here, I got some real oh, stuff yeah. going on. He's a, he's a grizzly bear on top and a brown bear at the bottom. <laughs> there we go. 
<laughs> uh, but and I am wearing pants right now, actually, because I was walking in front of the camera. So you guys are in the clear. Awesome. Yeah. So, Senor right. Royo, what you got for number three? Number three. All right. So the next Chivo comes from Eternal Card Game. I know you haven't played that one. <laughs> well, now, let's not jump to conclusions yet. Let me discuss it a little <laughs> bit here. So now, much like Laser Life, this is a game you can play on the Xbox. Oh, so it's like Doom. <laughs> yeah, but much unlike Laser Life, however... I will never do so. You were right. Yeah. And we probably encourage Yeah. And I probably encourage everyone to play the approximately four thousand of the five thousand seven hundred games available on the Xbox, which subtracts most of the two hundred pointers. Uh, I would suggest that you play those instead of this dreadful game. It's a card game. And so I guess you fight with cards and, ooh, yeah, I got this card. You got that card. And, ooh, yeah, it's so much fun. And it's so much fun that they made it where you have to play for 200 hours if you want to, you know, the completion. Kronos. Yeah. Kronos, if you're listening, he doesn't mean any of this. (laughs) And it has 11,000 TA. And it's free. It's free. You don't even have to pay for it. And it's most likely free because nobody would pay for it. And probably uh, it probably would violate the Xbox term, terms of service if people, you know, if they paid people to play it. Now, it does, however, have an achievement that reminds me of this whole thing that we're discussing. It is called Unsustainable Practices. It is a 10 gamer score. It's in a it's a, got a 4.9 ratio. And it's from a DLC titled The Flame of Zoltra. I don't know. It starts with an X, so you might like it. But anyway, (laughs) you get it for decimating your power 50 times. Oh, whatever. Now, I really like the name of this Chivo, so I had to use this turd of a game. There you go. Full disclosure. Now, everything about this whole quarantine thing, I think, can be summed up by this achievement. I don't get anything about this whole thing. I don't get the shutdown. I don't get why people are, you know, who are afraid just can't stay at home and let us individuals who aren't afraid carry on with their lives. I don't get why people act like someone who just received, you know, a a positive test just got the death sentence when 99% of the people recover. I just don't get it. But I'm not going to go on about that. That's not why I chose it. I chose it because it sums up what my life during the outbreak has been like. And unsustainable practices has to be about this godforsaken GTAS competition. It it X it's become stupid. It's just stupid now. I feel All like right? I can't record with you anymore without you ranting and complaining about GTAS. <laughs> I think I think it's come to the point where you should just you know just give up. Let the better man win. Oh, oh let the better oh, I'll win. get to that. Oh man. Well let me tell you about this thing here. Right now if you want to stay alive an individual, you have to score a minimum of at least five and a half thousand to stay alive every week. Now, when I say five and a half thousand, I am talking about the TA difference. This is not 5K TA. It is definitely not 5K gamer score. <laughs> you have to score 5.5 thousand TA difference. This is stupid. It is just <laughs> stupid. That is way outside my comfort zone, way out my area of expertise. And I don't even know what I don't even know who I am anymore. Well you know so, what you could do? You could play Iron <laughs> Snout eighty seven point three times. 
to get your <laughs> yes. 5,500. Oh, if only it was Sudoku. <laughs> now, my racer for this month, X, I'm not kidding you. It is over 3.0. Wow. Who are you? I am. <laughs> I try, I'm playing games I never, ever thought to play. I never wanted to play. I don't. Literally, I, I don't know what's going on. It is so bizarre. I have tabled the pursuit of a million gamer score. I, I It's just kind of on the table, and I'll get to it in May. Uh, part of that is because Koosh decided to challenge me on TA Ratio this month anyway <laughs> in the Wookiee Challenge. So uh, I don't know if he has a 3.0. I would, I would imagine that I am winning that he right has now. 2.8. But... Ooh, look oh, at dang. you. <laughs> All right. I am going to have to uh, step it up a notch. I don't know how I can, but I'm going to. But uh, on top of this, earlier this week, I know X will appreciate this, Kels finally told me that she was sick of me doing it and ignoring stuff around the house. Does this sound familiar? No, actually, because I've been doing <laughs> stuff around the house. Well, I just did I dishes just today travel, of my travel. own free will. Travel back in time to when you were involved in this godforsaken thing. Been there, done I'm that. I'm sure you remember. No, I'm, the I'm, I'm yeah. right on board. <laughs> you know what I'm talking I about, sure right? I sure do. The you real know MVPs. that pressure. Yes, that pressure is coming. <laughs> it is finally started. So, also Sunday nights. Guess what? I get an average of maybe four to five hours of sleep. I usually stay up until the bonus deadline just to make sure you know monitor things, and then I. Usually wake up uh, about four hours later to pee or something. And, yeah, to pee. And so I end up checking the scores. And then usually I don't like what I see. And I'm like, oh, crap. I got to go get started on this. And so I get like four hours of sleep. It wrecks my whole first half of my week. It's a vicious cycle. And there's eight freaking weeks left. So I have to find approximately 50,000 in TA difference, I'm sure that's a very conservative estimate. Probably closer to 75. I'd probably and, closer to 100. You know how the finals get. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know that last week yeah. is nuts. Yeah, all right. Now, don't get me wrong. I have an ever-growing playlist in my mind that I, I am yet to put onto a spreadsheet, but I think I'm only up to about 30K right now of what <laughs> I can get done. Um, so I got some work to do. I got some preloading to do. I, I got a lot of work to do. How much Minecraft but, do you have left? Uh, I got probably about four of those left. Yeah, so that, that's that's a good chunk of it. Have you played the Madden football games yet? Uh, I, I got several there that I can go to. I got, uh, I've only played two of them, I think, or one of them. So I got a whole bunch there I can use. All right. That... I got them all, I, I got purchased. I, I've got, so I got some irons in the, in the, in the, in the fire, man. Not iron snouts, but I got irons. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, let me. Be a cautionary tale to all you young people out there. Don't do this contest if you're a very competitive person. Definitely do not do this contest two years in a row if you're a very competitive person. It's too late for me, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be for you. Can I just... The G test... Well... I, I just got to flash back to, um, <laughs> I think, December... You got out, man. December 2018... All the way through every single day (laughs) through June 2019 where I'm like, hey, G-Task, don't freaking do it. You're right. You're right. I I know I am. I know I am. And then you didn't listen. You're like, no, man, I got this. And I'll use my weird southern (laughs) charm where I sound like Kermit the Frog. And I'm going to make it happen, y'all. All All right. 
Well, and here you are. It, it took it, it, it took it longer than circle. I thought, but you're on, on yeah. team quitter now. It's stupid, man. <laughs> five. There's people that don't score five thousand TA difference in like a over a month, three months. I mean, it's stupid. Ah, uh, but the anyhow, the G test is the poster child for <laughs> unsustainable practices. Yeah. Now, all that being said, allow me to quote a childhood idol if I can. <clears throat> well, let me tell you something, brother. Royal Mania isn't going to stop. All the tens of, well, the ten Royal Maniacs out there is headed for the finals, brother. All those in the community he said he couldn't be done. You better get a wake-up call when these pythons strangle you out. What you gonna do when this 1.40 ratio runs wild on you? Okay, I'm very intimidated. <laughs> oh, man, I got re-energized today, man. <laughs> I, I, I found out all my haters out there. Chewy, are you, are you, you a G-Task-er? Oh, yeah. I mean, my plan is to completely decimate... Brer and his uh, southern folk uh, <laughs> with a with a Wookiee arm pulling takedown. Very nice. Uh, I secretly hope that you do, but I'm going to tell Elroy that I hope you don't, so that you know he can win and you know glory to Tennessee and all that. You're fa- you're my favorite. Don't tell the others. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, Chewy, it is your turn. Oh, it's Number come back two. around. Come back sure around. Sure has. Okay, okay, number right. Two. So, wait, which number? Number two. There we go. Dro- drop a number two on us. <laughs> please, please don't. Please don't. Hey, I'm not the one that's going bare. Uh, okay, so. Being stuck in the house with your better half is tough. It's a, It's nice. <laughs> Does she know this? <laughs> Is she listening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> but being stuck in the house with your better half, a three-year-old and a nearly one-year-old is tough. Okay. So uh, the baby, he doesn't really know what's going on. Thankfully, his routine of sleeping, eating, and pooping isn't that much different from normal. But the three-year-old, he demands a certain level of attention and activities that shoving him in front of the TV or a tablet just does not satisfy. That's not to say we aren't shoving him in front of the TV and a tablet. (laughs) It's not for a sake of trying. right? Right. But we do need to at least try to make an effort or be seen to be making an effort on social media to to minimize his screen time. Uh, Or he's just going to forget how to use his arms and legs after a while, right? They are pretty unnecessary in 2020. I told you before that we were doing the exercising as a family. Mm -hmm. I should say that he just sits there and says, I'm too tired to do exercising today. (laughs) Well, my wife and I do it in front of him. So, yeah, we need to get him up. We need to get him active. We need to get him doing some stuff. So mine, number two, is Creative Space, which comes from the writer DLC of Alan Wake. Uh, Now, I'm going to get into spoiler territory here, 
because the oh don't do that uh, don't do that spoilers <laughs> spoilers <laughs> just make sure you you can say all the spoilers you want but then after you've said them just say spoiler right. alert. it's okay. fine yeah you're covered okay. you're covered then so Alan Wake which is a ten year old game uh, I think the uh, statute of limitations on spoilers is well past I, th- uh, I think you're in the clear. <laughs> Uh, the main game Aristides. the main game ends with poor Alan getting trapped in the strange uh, other space, the dark place um, spoiler alert and you're so good at this the DLC, both the DLC packs then take place in this kind of weird dreamlike state that he's found himself trapped in uh, the writer DLC focuses on his writing ability uh, and creates these weird um, places where you have to walk around and these words appear out of thin air and you have to touch them and then they create the things that they're about. So if you see the word bridge and you go over and you, you touch it, guess what? You fall off a bridge. You, you get a, a bridge appears a in front of you. Magical. Oh. It's, it sounds like Heimerich. <laughs> yeah, there's elements of that, definitely. Um, except with more, you know, evil demons trying to attack you in the in the, in the dark. <laughs> oh, like Doom. <laughs> I'm not letting this die, foof. So uh, the Creative Space Achievement uh, has you uh, exploring this weird and wonderful kind of nightmare space uh, and discovering a secret cave which contains a giant typewriter. Hence, creative space, the place where Alan uh, does all of his creative stuff. Uh, Why does this apply? Well, my wife and I have been racking our brains to try and come up with creative activities with the items that we have available to us in the house, because we can't just drop down to, uh, you know, creative crafts and go and buy a whole load of stuff. So we have to use what we have available to us. Uh, We started out fairly successfully doing a bit of baking but very quickly we ran out of flour which we have now discovered is like toilet paper a precious <laughs> commodity you cannot buy in any legal way well it's, it's about as good for you to eat as well i'm not <laughs> sure you might be further ahead eating toilet paper than flour but just but i digress i mean you haven't tasted my uh jam filled biscuits or jelly filled biscuits i should say oh god <laughs> I would love to try one. I'll try two. Give me Elroy's because I yeah. know he won't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Can you make it out of cauliflower? Delish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we moved on from baking and quickly we moved on and did, uh, we've been doing drawing, we've been doing painting, a bit of collaging. Although there are only so many pictures of yellow helicopter cars with monster truck wheels that you can produce without it starting <laughs> to get stale. So now we've started doing more craft stuff. Uh, and we've made a variety of things with with card, with straws, popsicle sticks, pipe cleaners. I can't tell you what most of the things actually are that we've made, but they're things. They're definitely they things. They are definitely a thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm quite proud of myself, though, because in this time, I've personally created three different board games. And that's drawn out on a piece of card drawn out the board, uh, created tokens, cards, all kinds of things. Um, granted, they are all variations of snakes and ladders, <laughs> but still, that's pretty a pretty good accomplishment, I think. 
I would you, I would be made... saying that they are not at all like snakes and ladders because we have a, a habit on this podcast of making things that are in no way ripoffs of other well-known things. Yeah, they are definitely <laughs> not ripoffs of snakes and ladders. Attaboy. boy. Have... Have you uh, have you made uh, your own kilt yet, or is y'all tried that yet? <laughs> Not Scottish. <laughs> Come on, you know they don't wear kilts in Ireland. <laughs> they do actually, but um, anyway. Uh, so yeah, we've been doing all this creative stuff with my son. I say that, but actually, like the exercise, my wife and I have slowly realised that all of this creative stuff has been. Probably ninety-five percent just the two of us, baking, painting, collaging, <laughs> crafting. Uh, my son he gets interested for about five minutes, then declares that he's finished now, and goes back to the tablet to watch endless videos of Peppa Pig <laughs> and Baby Shark while we finish up whatever oh, activity. Oh, Baby Shark! Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Endless Baby Shark, literally. Oh God! On a loop for hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah my wife and I just finished whatever activity we spent the last hour setting up together uh, pretending that we're ticking the box while he uh, gets back on the couch so if anyone does have any creative ideas to keep little ones entertained for longer than five minutes I'd really love to hear it because <laughs> I mean it's been three weeks we're looking at months right so we need it well now I, I now I don't have I don't have kids, so take it for what it's worth. But the best thing I ever did was I crate trained my dog. And so <laughs> I, uh, I convinced my dog that it really likes the crate. It's awesome. And so we put him in there in the night, and he doesn't destroy the, the garage. Yep. <laughs> so I should put my three-year-old in a crate. In a crate. Oh, I was just no. I was just relating an under. I was just sharing a, a, a story. Maybe uh, it was... Metaphorical. Can you call child protection services on people who don't have children? <laughs> so you know, preemptively, <laughs> figure out what this the crate is for him. Yeah, not not an actual crate. Come on, I mean, I wouldn't suggest that. I love kids. Awkward silence. Really. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Creative space, getting creative. Number two. That was that was very well done, actually. The, I like that. The, I, I heard on the, uh, I don't know, some one of the many podcasts you you have an opportunity to listen to these days, but someone said that there's two very different quarantine experiences going on in the, in the world right now. You have the quarantine where it's just you and your wife or significant other, and then you have the quarantine where you have kids involved. And uh, guess who's working a lot more, uh, <laughs> a lot more than the other. And then also that's kind of piggybacked on uh, the first thing that X and I should do when we get back to work is ask for a raise because all these parents <laughs> are going to be so sick of their kids. Oh, I, I have a couple jokes to go with that, actually. Uh, Uh-oh, the first is that like now that parents have sort of realized that we actually are kind of valuable members of society, um, <laughs> yeah, get us raises and we'll give you the antidote. Oh, I like it. And then the other one, it's not really a joke, it's actually a very factual statement, is that all the parents who never bothered to teach their kids, you know, respect and how to be decent human beings, I hope they are reaping what they've sown and being miserable, <laughs> locked up with that had... ungrateful little jerk that they created. Oh, I love it. I, I had not even I feel thought like, of that. I feel like those are the same kind of people who are just letting their kids out of the house and uh, run, running wild. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, you're probably well, right. See, Damn. They should have bought a uh, they should have bought a crate earlier. <laughs> for their dogs, for their dogs. Of course, of course. So they could focus more on their kids. <laughs> well, it, it's I let me just get into mine. You you mentioned something <laughs> that well, let, let me just do my thing. So, this week's number 1. I've chosen one. the achievement called Voices. Um <laughs> officially, I chose Voices from Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Um, but there's also a voices achievement in Metal Gear Solid 5, too. Neither of the descriptions really work or make sense for me, but Dishonored was the better of the two because it's for breaking stuff and then listening to the prophecy, and that just sounds way cooler than the one for Metal Gear, which is just completing the mission called Voices, uh, and that that's lame. Also, Metal Gear is lame. But anyway, what <laughs> are these voices? So... When Elroy, Chewie, and I were discussing, you know, staking out our achievement claims, I want to do this one, I want to do this one, hello, I'd like to do that one, um, Chewie assumed <laughs> that, that was you, Chewie, how did I do? <laughs> I don't think he's ever <laughs> recording with me again. Um, anyway, I said voices, and Chewie assumed that I chose it because I've been hearing lots of voices while listening to all these, you know, new podcasts in my downtime. And Elroy, you just mentioned a lot of podcast downtime, but that is inaccurate because i don't listen to podcasts and i'm completely aware of the irony of me saying that but i really i just don't enjoy listening to people chat podcasts just aren't for me so i i will say big l is is awesome you know just background noise while i do dishes or something like that but other than that, uh, these voices are not from listening to podcasts, but these voices are, in fact, from the voices of pandas and seals, all of whom are real, that have taken up residence in my apartment. Yeah. Are they baby seals? Uh, one of them is a baby seal, actually. Welcome to the club. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, no, seriously, Kelsey and I have gotten so bored uh, that we often have found ourselves having full legitimate conversations with stuffed animals. And I you feel like this bored, is... I say insane. I, 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 have, I have a really amazing idea. Y'all could try talking to one another. We do. And then we've run out of things to say. We've only been married like 10 months and we're out of content. Oh, wow. This quarantine is not good. <laughs> We 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 used to talk about school, and now we can't do uh, that. So we have nothing to talk about, except Animal Crossing. <laughs> we are both completely addicted to Animal Crossing. Hmm. But uh, Chewy, I kind of agree with you on the uh, not bored but crazy because apparently I am crazy because all of these stuffed animals I've created different personalities for all of them. It's not just <laughs> like let's talk to you know generic panda and it's the same thing as generic seal. Um, I've I've gone into depth and given them backstories and lives and preferences and it makes all the conversations different and entertaining um and i was gonna say before you think we've gone crazy as i'm saying this aloud sure does sound like that but i i promise it's more like a jeff dunham thing than like an institution level kind of thing i feel like the <laughs> seeds of this were planted long before the quarantine by the fact that a grown man has stuffed animals you know what? I, I'm not going to disagree with that because Jeffy has always talked, um, but never full-blown <laughs> conversation. Like, let's sit at the dinner table. Um, what are we having? We're having corned beef tonight. What are we doing for Jeffy? I want some bamboo, man. So, okay, well, do we have any bamboo in the pantry? I don't know. I'll see if we have any. Yeah, you better. I like it fresh. Like, it's it, there's, it's pretty involved. It's, it's kind of concerning, but uh, 
You, you guys all know Jeffy, and he likes bamboo. He's, you know, this crotchety old panda. Uh, he likes to take my <laughs> side on issues. So whenever Kelsey's like, hey, sweetie, can you do the dishes? I'd be like, no, I can't. And then Jeff would be like, nah, he's way too busy. You should do dishes. And it's like, thanks. You know, I give him like a fist bump. It's it's pretty nice, actually, having him on do, my side. Do you, ha- do you have any pandas that have either a southern or Irish uh, dialect? Uh, not a, a panda. I'll, I'll I was going to talk about my other panda, um, but we do have a seal. Uh, her name's Yuki. She's from Japan, so she talks with a Japanese accent. And I feel like if anyone ever heard me do that, they'd be like, X, that is incredibly offensive. But oh, it's not inaccurate. The, unlike the English accent. That's how Japanese people talk. It would be, you know, it would be wrong of me to pretend that that is not how Japanese people talk. So, you know, every time Yuki comes up, she's like, Haro, 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 because that's really all she can say, Haro. And uh, I don't know, she likes fish and she makes us smile. And every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, what are some words <laughs> that Yuki, the Japanese seal, couldn't say? I'll be like, oh, squirrel. Yuki, say squirrel. She'll be like, haro, square, parish. And then a good laugh is, is had by all. It, well, a good laugh is yeah. had by the two of us anyway. Yeah, yeah. And all the pandas in the room. <laughs> and all the, right. Nothing yeah, offensive the pa- the about pandas, that at all. Pandas though. get a kick out of it too. Polar bear is another good one for Yuki, the Japanese seal, because, like, hey, Yuki, say polar bear. She's like, oh, haro, polar bear, preesh. Um, so, you know, there's. That's that's what we've been doing. That's how we've been occupying ourselves. Um, <laughs> Do they still section I, people these days? <laughs> <laughs> we have a baby seal named Finn, too. He doesn't talk yet. But, you know, he flops around, and, and he, he likes mackerel. Um, mac is his preferred fish. Mm. Uh, and, and then Maggie the panda I've mentioned, she hunts demons, and she's convinced that, you know, <laughs> quarantine, uh, it's due to demons outside, so she keeps asking for chainsaws so she can go outside and hunt the demons. She watched me play Doom a little bit, and now she wants to be a demon <laughs> hunter. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop talking now. Um, but, yeah, we, we right. have talking stuffed animals with backstories and personalities. If, All if right. I could slowly back away, <laughs> yeah. then I just, I, I, I really, I want to clarify: we're not crazy. We're just lonely and bored as hell. We so just look, we just look this way. I just take it upon myself to keep us entertained. Elroy, do, do you mean to tell me you don't have any talking rhinos over there? Uh, yeah, we used to. Uh, I don't know. Kind of. I've only been married, uh, coming up on eighteen years. So, uh, oh wait, no, nineteen years this year. Uh, so the talking rhinos, they, they kind of fell mute a few years uh, ago. I don't know. But yeah, we used to. Yeah. See? So I don't know, that's, that's yeah. a shame that they, they died. It sounds like a good quarantine time for them to come back. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten bored yet. so <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Chewy, any, any critters talking or otherwise? I mean, I'm a giant talking Wookie, so does that count? <laughs> that absolutely counts. Seriously, though, everybody, we're, we're not crazy. We just talk to stuffed animals, and I don't see a problem with that, given the quarantine circumstances. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like you guys are so quiet and judgy right now. But you know what? Eh. It's fine over here. Things are fine over here. <laughs> well, I, I think we're out of uh, nominees here. So, yeah, uh... so... How do we how do we end this thing? All right. Uh, well, 
Anyway, well, there there you have it, everybody. Top five <laughs> achievements plus an honorable mention. It's been a long time since we've had an honorable mention, honestly. So, top five achievements that show how we are handling quarantine. Thank you for listening. And for those of you that fast forwarded through this whole thing, uh, right about here is where you should resume play. So, let the countdown to the next one begin. Right after the top three sexiest Pennsylvania town names. Number three, Peach Bottom, Pennsylvania. Number two, Virginville, Pennsylvania. And number one, Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Well, how about the top three movies I've been subjected to in a near endless loop for the last three weeks? Number three, Cars 2. Number two, Cars 1. Number one, Cars 3. Wow. Cars 3 with the upset. Oh, the top three things that is a better use of your time than playing Eternal Card Game. Number three, staring out the window. Number two, watching my pillow commercials. And number one, dancing with your pets. Honorable mention for Pennsylvania town name. Honorable mention, Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. <laughs> God, what is wrong with y'all over there? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you next time. See ya. See ya. Hara, see you, Peace. Peace. Ireland. <laughs> I just want to say Ireland one more time. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Corey and Nate coming at you. Uh, this is the 2020 ID at Xbox Hype Edition because GDC was canceled thanks to the COVID. Uh, it was supposed to happen March 16th through the 20th. Uh, and as a result, Xbox has decided to put out the videos. So we have gone through, as the two guys on the panel who are typically the most interested in indie games, and we have gone through and we are putting together our reviews of those videos anything you want to add there Corey? no you uh you summed it up pretty perfectly <laughs> we we fit the job the bill for the job l would not work fufu would not work and uh that leaves us the two <laughs> esteemed gamers of the group Ooh, gauntlet thrown down so what we're going to do here is we're going to uh, review each one of the videos there are six videos we're each going to take a video, and we're going to talk about the games very briefly. Uh, just a kind of our uh, take on what we're seeing there, maybe games that it reminds us of, and uh, how we feel about that. Like, is this going to be a great game? Is this something we want to uh, maybe try, or is this something we're just not even going to bother with? So, starting off with Spotlight Video 1, we have, I think it's six games. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yes. It's about six for each video, yeah. Yeah, it's about six every video. And the first video has a game called Adios. Now, in Adios, you play a pig farmer who tells the mafia <laughs> they can't use his farm to dispose of bodies anymore. Uh, it's a very short video. Um, it appears to be a first-person interactive stroll-playing kind of. Uh, I saw the guy kind of picking stuff up and doing like that. So I guess you are following a story, but you've got some kind of free will. Um, and it reminds me kind of a lower visual quality firewatch. Um, I saw this and I thought maybe definite, maybe see the, the premise alone. And like, it, it could be like, it's, it's not the best visually. Like I'm looking at the people and they kind of look like your nineties aliens uh, that you would draw with real skinny bodies and big heads. Mm -hmm. Uh, at least the one I'm looking at. And I don't know, it looks good enough to where the premise of a pig farmer who's deciding to go against the mob is just like, 
I'm in. Give it to me. <laughs> it's kind of like it looks a little bit like sagebrush, but with like other people in the world and a lot more pixels and a lot more pixels yeah. <laughs> and a lot less trailers. It looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second game, uh, I have a feeling I, I, well, I have a feeling I don't know what your reaction is going to be. Um, an airport for aliens currently run by dogs. And yes, that is the title, not the description. Um, the developer in the video says that it's a first person open world comedy adventure game. Uh, and he says that you can pet all the dogs. Now, it doesn't look great. Um, Excuse me. <laughs> it, well, that answers that question. Uh, it looks, uh, it's a 3D world. You're walking around, you're interacting. Uh, I think you're just exploring. You're doing things with boarding passes and such. And I guess you're combining, you know, your love of the airport with your love of dogs. Um, and it reminds me of kind of a mix between Soto Drinker Pro because of the wackiness and where the bees make honey. Um, it's kind of that level of quality when you're in the office not not the other stuff <laughs> not the garbage stuff but you know stupid uh, rc cars and such and rabbits um it looks but, like if this yeah. was your first game and you're like you're learning unity this is the world you would make so it's not as many polygons as you might expect uh, from like a game uh that you would typically pay 30 40 bucks for money. Uh, yes. money any money <laughs> uh and then you throw in static 2d pictures of dogs you took on your phone and put them behind the counter as the cashiers or whatever they play in this airport uh and i'm in i'm in for it <laughs> yeah i'm not surprised <laughs> <laughs> like I wouldn't have been upset if you said no, but I'm not surprised that you said yeah. Like the premise of it sounds like it'd be terrible. Yes. But visually I'm attracted to this. I I bought Soda Drinker Pro day one. Oh wow. Yeah. So this is up my alley. Yeah, I don't think I was day one. I kinda need someone to tell me it's so bad that I need to play it. So uh, I'm counting on you. Uh, this is a hard we'll pass do. We'll for do. me until I'm told that it's so horrible it has to be on my tag. The uh, third game, uh, listed alphabetically, I guess, is Bonkies. Now, Bonkies is a physics-based construction builder. Up to four highly qualified space engineer monkeys, uh, or also known as players, um, basically drag different shapes, squares, rectangles, circles, triangles, stuff like that. Uh, kind of like building blocks like you need to have for like your two-year-old. Um, and you're dragging them into these silhouettes in the shape of perhaps a car or a rocket or some other equipment. And uh, you have to hold it there for a couple seconds in order to pass the level. And it looks like it's a cooperative game. It, it reminds me of Tower of Goo in terms of the physics and how you're trying to uh, maybe maneuver these things and get them into position. And also mixed with Hole in the Wall. Uh, and bonus points if you know what that is. I do know what that is, and your description is pretty spot on. Um, now, typically, the premise of this game, when you're space monkeys, would be that screams Corey. But unfortunately, this does not look uh, like it would be played by me, mm -hmm. uh, simply because it is a it looks like it's strictly cooperative. I don't know how anybody could do this one player, except I'm sure Waka would find a way. <laughs> uh and yeah, it looks like a game that would be really good for my six-year-old, except if they could just use their finger and put the pieces there and hold ah. it. Uh, this one, like you said, you're 
a team of monkeys and you have to like use your jetpack to hold things and move things. And I think that's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. That's going to be hard for a younger gamer. I think to kind of maneuver and keep those things steady. So yeah, I'm going to pass on this unless I could get a group together. And I just don't see that happening unless it allows online play and, um, you know, hilarity streaming to mixer or something like that. Yeah. I'm skeptical on the online. It it looks like a very much like a local only game, but prove me wrong. Bonkies. <laughs> Next up is Haven. Now this game is going to be on Xbox Game Pass, so we're told. This is two lovers escaping to a lost planet in a desperate attempt to stay together. It looks polished. Um, there's a glide mechanic where you're traveling. You're also kind of gliding over this purple corruption type stuff, and you can gather that and also remove it from the world. Uh, the combat looks a little bit like an action RPG. This game can be played solo or in co-op. And uh, when you're playing solo, you're controlling both of these characters. If you're doing co-op, I assume you're just kind of controlling one and the other person is controlling the other. In art style, it looks very much like Rhyme. And if you know me and you've been listening to the podcast, you know I like that. That's a good thing to me. Uh, and the uh, it kind of reminds me of Journey from PS4. And I've not played that. But um, I'm kind of, you know, from all the screens that I'm seeing, all the video I'm seeing, it's got that kind of a feel to me. And uh, I'm interested in this game. I will check this out. Uh, I do like the art style. Um, just being a, what did they classify it as, as a, an RPG? I, sometimes I can't really get into those. It will, it looks like you pick up items and there could be crafting and stuff. It'll have to depend on how much of that you have to do to be, uh, if, if I played or not. Otherwise, I mean, the movement around the open world does look fun. Yeah, it looked kind of fun. It looked like there were some story scenes, too, that were... I don't know if it's because they were in kind of like a cockpit area, but it reminded me of, uh, you know, Jedi Outcast. Um, don't Jedi know what Outcast? that is. The, well, the most recent Jedi. I'm, I know I'm murdering the, the name of it. Oh, Fallen Order? <laughs> yes, it reminded me of Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> okay. Uh, because they're sitting around that little table, and I, ju- I just had this flashback, and I was like, oh, I liked that game. So maybe... Yeah, it's, it's a maybe for me. I'll have to see. Game Pass will help, and it's also Play Anywhere, so we'll Ooh, see. Cool. Um, next up is Spiritfarer. Now, I know we saw this a while ago on the last sizzle reel that they put out. Uh, in this game, you uh, befriend and care for spirits before releasing them to the afterlife. This is a hand-drawn game. It looks like a 2D platformer. By the way, this is by Thunder Lotus. You might remember them from other cool games like Jotun and uh, something else that I'm forgetting. Um, but I liked both of those games that they put out previously. So this game, you know, just speaking from that uh, pedigree, I'm interested. It's a two-player co-op game. Uh, I guess player one plays as the girl, player two plays as the girl's cat. Okay, that's probably <laughs> a buy-in for some people. Um, it looks kind of similar to Stardew Valley in that you're doing tasks. You're kind of doing jobs to kind of help the spirits along and I guess solve whatever or resolve whatever issues they have before they head on. Uh, I'm interested in this game for sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to kind of wait and see on this one. Definitely not a day one. Nah, not a day one. So if it's free, you're in, but if it's money, no, for sure on that piece. Uh, and even then if it's free, it might be like, you got two weeks to play it before it's not free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and finally, uh, the last game in the first video is West of Dead. Now, this game is coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, it is described as a 360 cover shooter set in the Wild West. Um, just from the videos, and I know that there was a demo out I downloaded but did not play. You know how that goes. It's a twin-stick shooter, roguelite cover shooter. That's the impression I was getting from the videos. And it seems like a mix of Diablo combat with gears um, cover mechanics and it looked fast paced. So it wasn't kind of like a kind of a slower gears kind of plotting, like grab a piece of cover, kill all the enemies, grab a new piece of cover, kill all the enemies. It looked like he was running around the room uh, and looked very uh, frenetic and looks fun. I mean, I'm really interested in this one. It's got the voice of Ron Perlman, uh, which is also kind of a, an interesting thing to me. And I am very interested in this game. Like I said, Game Pass, day one, I'm in. Was he the voice of Hellblade? I mean, Hellboy? He was Hellboy, yeah. He was yeah. Um, in the first the, two movies and good, a bajillion Hellboys. other things. Yeah, this one is, uh, I think they showed this one at XO19, uh, along with Spirit Fair. It's probably one of the only ones in that group that we've heard of before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like the art style. It kind of reminded me of a uh, like an isometric... Uh, my friend Pedro, as far as like you got multiple enemies, you can kind of shoot different ways to get them at once. And there, it looked like there was like a slow time effect. Uh, so that's kind of where I put it in that. My friend is Pedro kind of camp. Ooh, see, yeah, you worry me there. That you're scaring people <laughs> off <laughs> because my pay, my friend Pedro was a little bit janky. I thought like, it just didn't look like it was there um, in terms of mechanics. So this game to me looks like it's a lot better. I would almost say um, creature in the well. I could, I could kind of see that. Yeah. 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 That, that's fine. I liked Pedro. So I took that as a compliment, but okay. cre- creature in the well is a good comparison as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, and you are up with spotlight two, my friend. All right. And by spotlight two, it's really number four. And my list is going to start out with the game minute of islands. Now, this is an plat- it's a puzzle platformer uh, that is kind of hand-drawn. Um, Kush thinks it looks like Adventure Time. Uh, I've not played Adventure Time, so I will go with him on that. It's very bright, very colorful. Um, it reminded me of the, and it never said point and click, but it reminded me of the point and click kind of ish that is that game candle if you've played Mm. that um it's you're not you're not you know you can move outside on a screen it looked like it was based on a screen and then you figured out the puzzle and then you moved on to a different screen i don't know that's kind of where it it put me in uh, as far as what it reminded me of well yeah for adventure time i was thinking mostly about the comic or not the comic the uh, cartoon um it has that kind of art style has that kind of emotion to it yeah, and the girl has no arms, so it's a little weird. <laughs> Wait, no, she does have arms, but she keeps them inside her poncho a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very excited for this one. Um, yeah. Yeah, this one, uh, typically not my genre. We'll, we'll see. It, it didn't give a release date or anything. So it's just uh, an indie game coming out soon. The next one on the list is Project Wingman, and it is a flight action game. Uh, that puts you in the seat of a fighter jet. Uh, and you're going to do various missions and game modes uh, that put you in different dogfights. Now, 
that seems very niche. If you like those type of games, you will like this game. It looks like it'd be really good if it came out in the, like the two thousands. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of where I put it graphically, but I think you would know if you're going to like the game when, as soon as you see it. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, okay, maybe. But when they were using conventional weapons and then they started using these weird, like beam weapons. And I was like, Oh, maybe you've got me. And then at the very end of the clip, um, speaking of the word clip, the plane clips right through an enemy plane. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it, it was developed. It says mostly by one guy. So, yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> could, you could see some of that jankiness. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for a genre that's not really for me, uh, that right there was just like, eh, yeah, I, I, I don't feel bad about passing. Yeah, yeah. This one definitely seems like it's it's going to be just for those flight sim-ish type people that like dogfights. Next up is Revenant's Reach. Now, this was announced for Xbox One and Windows 10. Uh, it doesn't say play anywhere, so could be two stacks. But Revenant's Reach is an action platformer. Uh, it's pixelated uh, in a sense. And they're going to... It, it reminded me of, you know, a lot of Vayner titles that are, you know, action platformers. Kind of like Ori, but you're this person. But it didn't look as smooth as Ori. Nowhere nope. near it. Uh, but you're going to have some physics-based puzzles based off your movement around that screen. Uh, they're touting speed runs and stuff. So who knows? Maybe it will be a Vayner. Uh, it doesn't really tell us. But it's one of those 2.5D technical platformers yeah I, I wasn't getting the vayner sense in like terms of backtracking but they didn't really show a whole lot it definitely looks interesting to me uh, it could use another polish of paint or two but um yeah i'm interested in checking this one out yeah i can say i'm day one but I'm, I'm definitely gonna follow it yeah it's a big maybe for me as well uh probably something i would like to play especially if it's a it's a vayner i it won't be an option <laughs> but uh if it's kind of just sitting there on a rainy day i i, I wouldn't say no to it for right. sure all right, the next one is Skater XL. This one I'm very excited for. Um, I didn't actually know it was confirmed for Xbox until very recently. Uh, fun fact, I actually went to school with somebody that is a dev for this uh, Easy Day Studios. It's making Skater XL. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little fun fact for you. A little hookup. Uh, friends with them on Facebook and everything. <laughs> but it is uh, it's, it's a skateboarding game, and... The interesting part about it is that there's no tricks programmed into this game. Uh, all of the tricks come from the way that you move the thumbsticks, which each thumbstick is uh, connected to the corresponding foot. Left thumbstick, left foot, right thumbstick, right foot. And it that's how you, you move. So I don't know how it's going to work in the traditional skate sense, uh, but I'm very, very excited for it because it's kind of setting... Uh, so far, it looks like it's going to set uh, the landscape for a new set of skateboarding games, which we've been missing for a long time. Uh, and I'm all, I'm talking about Session, uh, which it's confirmed coming to Game Preview. We just it says spring, so uh, this might come out before then. Uh, so it, one of the two is going to kind of be first to market, uh, and then we have the rumored Tony Hawk game. Uh, which is supposed to you know go back to its roots. So I'm very excited to see the skateboarding genre coming through, and this is kind of that first step. Well, I have to say, um, the the run that the guy in the video went on was super impressive. Like he was just like chaining things together. It looked really smooth. 
I have no idea how this control scheme makes any sense at all. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing programmed in. Okay. So my run is going to look nothing like your run. I'm going to be bouncing off walls and doing donuts. Uh, I, I'm, I need to see how this works because um, this could be super cool, but I also uh, have no idea how it's going to turn out. Yeah. It, uh, hopefully it's simple to learn and hard to master at least where anybody could pick it up. Uh, <laughs> but if, if you're a skater, you would probably appreciate it. It also has uh, real world skate spots. Yeah. I love the sound of it. So I just need to see it executed. Definitely has some big shoes to fill. All right. Undying by Vanimals is next up and it is a cell shaded isometric zombie survival game. And so like any survival game with zombies in it, you will be doing some crafting. Uh, but the twist to this one, uh, is that as long as I understood it correctly, you are playing as the mom, um, and you are trying to survive in this zombie apocalypse with your son. Now you have to ensure that your son uh, survives by protecting him and teaching him valuable skills, uh, because I think they hinted at you dying eventually, and then you <laughs> taking control of said son. And uh, obviously, you'll have skills that you learned growing up in the zombie world. So that is a very interesting turn on this on this genre, which I'm typically I, I don't dabble a lot in. What about you? Oh gosh, I hate survival. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, it reminds me of I can't remember the name of the Arnold movie. I meant to go look it up, um, where he's got a girl, a daughter, and he's like trying to keep her alive in this zombie apocalypse as well. It was a couple years old at this point. Not Ter- Terminator. <laughs> no, not Terminator. <laughs> not too, not that far back, but uh, not like last year. Um, and. Yeah, as soon as I saw the inventory system, I said, yeah, not for me. Um, but I do like the sound of it, and I would definitely be interested in uh, hearing what someone who actually likes this genre thinks. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be as well. Uh, that one also comes uh, to Xbox and Windows and Display Anywhere. So mm, good on nice. them. Lastly in this set is a game called Unto the End. Now, this one is also a Play Anywhere game, and it's also a Game Pass game. So, Unto the End is a handcrafted combat adventure game, uh, and it's all about the father's struggle to get his family back. Uh, So, this one reminded me... Now, this is a very loose reminder. It reminded me of Lickspear in the sense that there are people throwing spears. However... (laughs) You are the one dodging those spears, uh, ducking and jumping and rolling side to side. There's also other enemies, and they do different things. They don't just throw spears, but it kind of gave me that uh, graphic style, uh, except you're moving on the screen now. You're not standing in one's place, and it's not as psychedelic. Um, I, I don't have any more to add on that one. It's kind of it looked very unique in some of the side-scroller stuff it's doing. Yeah, it was it was a much shorter video than some of the other ones, and we've seen this one before. This was in the previous uh, Sizzle Reel from 2019, I think. Um, this was one of the games I was excited about back then. I'm still excited about it. I would love to see more. They mentioned uh, a no HUD or a minimal HUD, and when mm-hmm. you saw the videos, there, there was actually nothing there to kind of let you know health or collectibles or ammo or anything. And I think it is mostly melee combat or 
with swords and things like that. I mean, once the your character does like a Superman punch off of a boulder into the other guy, <laughs> I'm sold. I mean, this game looks very exciting. Uh, I can't wait to see about it. And it's in Game Pass, so this is day one for me. Absolutely. Yep. I, I would definitely uh, be dabbing my hand in it a little bit. So nice. uh, you have the next set of videos we got. What do you got? Right. So Spotlight Video 2, starting off with Atomic Crops. This is an action roguelike farming simulator. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> action <laughs> roguelite farming simulator. It looks like a twin stick shooter mixed with Stardew Valley. Now, I mentioned Stardew Valley once or twice before. This one is very cartoony, uh, very fast paced uh, with the twin stick shooter. Uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I am for sure interested in this. Um, I don't know about day one, but I will definitely be interested if it goes on sale. Yeah. Whenever you mention roguelite, I have to be skeptical, um, but it's, it looks like a very crazy game um, as far as what you're doing. And uh, I guess if roguelike farming simulator where you have post-apocalyptic uh, vegetables and stuff attacking you doesn't get you going, then I don't know what will. <laughs> uh, following that up is Drake Hollow. Now, this is going to be on Xbox Game Pass. It's a village building action adventure game, and it can play, be played solo or with friends or not at all. You gather supplies to build up your village, which you then have to defend. Um, and it reminds me kind of Pikmin, uh, of like a Pikmin game mixed with the building of Fortnite. Now, all those things sound horrible to me, so I'm going <laughs> to pass. It looks very team-based. Uh, I would have to probably get a team going, but yeah, it looks very, very Fortnite-y for sure. Yeah. So you're passing or you're, you're going for it? I, I, this would have to be like a boost thing, like uh-huh. a dedicated thing. Uh, I don't I don't think it would be quick. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but otherwise, nah, I'm, Corey's not playing this by himself. That's true. Well, if it's Game Pass and we get enough people playing it, maybe I'd do it as well. Uh, following that up is Edge of Eternity. This is also a Game Pass game. It's a tactical open world JRPG. And it looks like an action-y kind of tile and turn-based combat system. The graphics look really good, um, you know, especially for an indie game. Um, I'm going to pass on this because it's JRPG action (laughs) and and everything I said, tile, turn-based combat, not really for me, but maybe that's interesting for people and you should check it out. Yeah, there's definitely nothing about those genres that scream (laughs) that I need to play them. There's a lot of buttons going on on the screen where I don't need to learn all that. it does look visually appealing, uh, and he while he did say turn-based and, and tile-based, uh, it lo- also looks very open-world. You can go kind of wherever you want, it seems. Yeah, it looks like that's the kind of the travel mechanic, and then you get in the combat, and you're combat in the field. You're in that environment, but they, they overlaid tiles over... The, the you know the terrain so i'm not really sure how that works but you know it is the year of the gainer maybe people want to get into it uh next up is hazel sky uh this is a heartfelt adventure about a young engineer facing his destiny and desires as he undergoes a harrowing trial uh it is third person it looks like you're going to be building and repairing flying machines as well as solving all kinds of other puzzles it looks like a more actiony 3d person firewatch uh, i am interested in this game i didn't think I was going to be at the very beginning of the video um, because the quality isn't you know, super, super high. It's high enough, um, but I'm definitely interested in this. I, I want to know more. When I first saw part of the uh, landscape, I thought 
this looks like a really good turtles quest. <laughs> but I saw no turtles. Oh, no. Yeah. But no, I, I'm interested in this. The the graphics and what they show in the video look look fun enough to to give it a try. Nice. Uh, next up is King's Bounty 2. Um, tactical turn-based RPG, and it reminds me of Kingdom Come Deliverance with its tile-based combat. Um, kind of the navigation in the 3D world is where I was drawing that comparison to Kingdom Come. Um, and once again, tile-based combat, RPG, I'm passing. Same, yeah. Can't do it. And finally, for the end of Spotlight Video 2, Moving Out. Uh, this is a co-op game where you're racing against the clock to move everything into a truck any way you can. The developer said they started out with things like not breaking furniture, so a scoring system, point-based system based on not breaking furniture or doing things. Um, uh, I forget exactly what he said, but they went through a whole bunch of iterations and they found that they really enjoyed the game when it was just about getting it done under a certain amount of time game looks really fun it looks really interesting a whole lot of variety to the levels some of them are realistic and some of them are in space this reminds you so much of overcooked it's clear that they that played a ton of that game and that's what they were going for i'm very interested in this game if we get a group otherwise it seems like it's going to be very difficult to complete a hundred percent i have not played overcooked i've not played overcooked 2 uh, and there's a reason for that it's because i'm a single player and i cannot do those games by myself this will probably fall in that category although if they had online co-op it would be wonderful absolutely all right that brings us to spotlight videos in section five and boy are they something <laughs> and by that we're going to talk about calico the first one on the list uh, now, this one is uh, partly developed and published by Whitehorn Digital, which they've been uh, pumping out some stuff recently, although I can't, can't tell you exactly anything they came out with recently. I know it's a lot because I see their name quite a bit. Huh. But Calico, Magical Girl Cat Cafe Sim. Sold. Yeah. Uh, they, they deem it as unapologetically feminine. Uh, you can ride giant cats, and it is an Animal Crossing-style game. Uh, and so your main goals are to collect as many creatures as possible, make pastries, and decorate. Uh, yeah, I guess if you like Animal Crossing, you might like this, although it's not in anywhere close to the style of Animal Crossing. It's it's more of a, a Japanese manga, maybe? Hmm. I guess. I don't, I don't read that stuff, so I'd have to ask Fufu, but... Yeah, this looks like a very niche audience, and maybe that is you. <laughs> the art style looked um, good, I guess. Um, I guess <laughs> it's kind of like um, it's kind of like cell shaded almost. Um, I mean, it was like it was like written right out of a comic book or something. Yeah, I mean, it looked interesting. It looked like there's definitely some polish on this, but it is weird, and it's maybe one of those games you just have to have on your tag because it's so weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm gonna keep my eye on it. Uh, I'm going to pretend like I'm not interested. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably in the same camp. <laughs> Coming up next is Drink More Glurp. Now, this is a party game that you can play against uh, an AI, but it is a party game that supports up to 20, yes, 20 local players with one controller. Uh, so I'm guessing it's a pass the controller situation. See who gets the furthest because it's takes place in like an Olympic style summer games. And so you're running and jumping and throwing. Uh, but you're like this two legged 
alien thing. Uh, and then they throw abilities in there that can change the gameplay. Maybe you have sticky feet. Maybe you jump super high. I don't know. It really reminded me of like Human Fall Flat or the Total Reliable Delivery Service type movements where it could be frustrating, but some people probably are going to just go right to it. Uh, it definitely looks like an easy possibility for achievements, though. So if it comes out with that, I'll play it. Otherwise, this one's hitting the curb. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about this one. Definitely looks like it's a 2D um, Human Fall Flat, but maybe not as good. Uh, maybe not as um, polished. I, I'm I'm probably gonna pass on this unless there's a good reason, uh, like easy achievements and like a two dollar price tag. Exactly. Yeah. Next up is She Dreams Elsewhere. Now She Dreams Elsewhere is one hard to say, and two, it is on Xbox Game Pass and is play anywhere. Uh, it's an adventure RPG. Uh, for me, it looked like super dumbed down, mostly black and white graphics, but then they throw splashes of color here and there. Uh, and then the combat system is turn-based. Not yeah. much else to say there. <laughs> nope, not a whole lot to say, and I don't even remember this one, to tell you the truth. <laughs> so I'm well, probably going to pass on it. I watched it five minutes ago, and it's a pass for me, too. <laughs> All right. Star Renegades, a Game Pass game that is coming out soon. Star Renegades is a strategy RPG um, it's got pixelated graphics on this, what looks like a 3d plane. So it's actually really visually pleasing. Uh, it's unfortunate that I don't like strategy RPGs for the most part. Uh, <laughs> but the battling system, they said is a reaction based, uh, or reaction time based. So you have to be quick, uh, and stuff. And then you have different squad members you bring up and you can like, be friends with them and it can, the friendships can evolve and stuff like that. I don't know. Visually, I really like the game. Gameplay-wise, it sounds like it's not for Corey. Why you, Koosh? I like the look of it, um, but I didn't see enough to make me say I'm definitely going to play this. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to watch this um, and see more of you know the actual game in action. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to say no, but I'm not super psyched for it, but I definitely like the art style and what they're going for there. Yep, uh, same here. All right. This one, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for. It's called Super Mash. Super. <laughs> Super Mash. Mash. So Super Mash is a game that makes games. Um, you are given six genres. Platformer, Metroidvania. Don't listen to the video. They call it Metroidvania. Metrovania. Uh, action Adventure, JRPG, Stealth, and Shoot 'em Up. And you are tasked with picking... Two of the genres and boop out spits a game. Now <laughs> that game can be fun. It could be not fun. It could be balanced and it could be unbalanced or it could be easier. It could be hard. It really, it's just like a game maker that you have very little, uh, say in and how it comes out. Uh, but if you have two genres you really like, you can try to mash them together and see if a game comes out that is fun for you. Uh, and if it's not, maybe try it again. Maybe you'll get a different one. Uh, and, and that's all that they show. They really don't want to give away any other secrets. The That shtick of mashing two game genres together, one, is interesting to me. And when they said Metroidvania, you, you got me sold. Super Mash is happening. Yes, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this one. Um 
you say random game generator and it sounds like uh, <laughs> a horrible thing to do. Uh, and they also say Metroidvania wrong. So that's a huge strike against them. Um, yeah, I don't know. The, the graphics don't look great. You, you mentioned a game maker and the graphics look like they come straight out of a clip art. Um, <laughs> game and that, maker. That, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so and I understand why, because, you know, it's not one genre. They're not putting all their effort into one game. They're making a whole bunch of little games and mashing them up and randomly generating these things. Um, I need to see that this is good uh, or cheap or I can definitely slam out all the achievements. Uh, and if you put an Metroidvania tag on it, I am going to play it. So, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You're contractually obligated. I'm contractually obligated. Uh, so that's probably why I would end up playing this game if it gets tagged that way. I don't think it's going to. Uh, so I, I see that I could pass this one and not uh, not hate myself. Yeah, right. Well, following that is the last video in this section, and that is called The Veil. And The Veil is a story-driven action-adventure game. But you could probably play it with a blindfold. And that's because it was kind of made for the... Well, it turned out to be made for the visually impaired. There's not a lot going on on the screen. Um, a lot You pretty much rely on hearing and sound. Even in the video that they showed on the internet, uh, if you had headphones on, or maybe you had some speaker system... I could hear right sound and left sound. So I'm imagining this is going to be one of those games that you're going to want a pair of headphones on. And I'm really, I am interested in seeing if how, how many people might play it blindfold. If, if it allows for that, uh, there was not much on the screen. Like I mentioned, maybe it was mostly black with like some green floating dots that I can recall. I don't know. Yeah. I think that was mostly the game maker as they were trying to, put the game together and like moving like sound objects around and things like that. I'm very interested in knowing more about this. I, I I don't know how exciting of a game it's going to be or really what all they can do, which makes it exciting to me because I'd like to see what they can do. Um, So I'd like to know more. I I can't commit to paying full price for a game like this, but I'm definitely interested in seeing what comes out of it. Yeah, it would have to be, to be honest, it would have to be fairly cheap for me. Um, I'm thinking like it's a fiver, but mm. I don't know. It, it, it's kind of wait and see. I do like the concept. Uh, and, and yeah, we'll just go, go from there, really. Gotcha. All right. So it's my turn again. And it's my third and final video to talk about. Spotlight video three, if you're following along on the TA article. Uh, it's Bartlow's Dread Machine. Um, and it's by Beep Games. I guess the first time I've mentioned the developer. Uh, I haven't seen anything from them before, so I'm probably going to cut that out. What would a video game look like if someone invented it 100 years ago? That's what they asked themselves when they decided to make this game. In it, President Teddy Roosevelt has been kidnapped, and you have to save him. You follow the trail of his abductors from the streets of New York across the Great Plains to the Old West and beyond, and there are interesting wrinkles and secrets along the way. I think they have to say that. Uh, It's got six locations, (laughs) about a dozen weapons, including super weapons that you get by unlocking historical characters like Nikola Tesla, Marie Curie, and Bass Reeves, who I have no idea what he is. I should probably go Google that or Bing it. Uh, And you can play as those three characters or five others that uh, I guess are also important. Now, this game... Has to be seen. Um, you have got to watch this video. Uh, it is a railway-based shooter, so um, it's very cool. It's very stylish, and it kind of fits. If you've ever seen like toy machines, 
Um, so like way before I was born, like they made a lot of toys out of tin and this totally harkens back to that time. Uh, and the way you move around the map is kind of a side scroller, but there are like little pathways, little railways that you can move your character on. Sometimes they're straight. Sometimes they form right angles that are boxes or rectangles. Um, and you're kind of just using that to get around the, uh, the, the level and get in a good position to shoot uh, certain bad guys. Uh, there's also boss fights. Um, there was a huge uh, tin mechanical octopus uh, and, and just other cool looking things. This game looks great to me. Uh, it is a uh, co-op arcade style shooter. Um, it's going to be for Xbox One and Windows PC in the late summer 2020. And it reminds me, I was getting shades of Cuphead and they mentioned Contra themselves. Uh, I am so in on this game. This is day one. I, I'm buying it. Um, so, yeah. No, I, you'd have to convince me to not buy this game. No, I'm so with you on this. Uh, it kind of reminded, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, toy soldiers. Like, it gives you that old school toy vibe. And that's exactly, as you mentioned, what it is. It's kind of taking these little metal tin toys, putting them on a rail, and you're going to shoot. And, like, the the real historical people that they're using as the characters that you can control is that that just makes it even better for me for whatever reason. And then uh, visually it looks really good. I'm definitely down for this. Uh, you did say it was a co-op shooter, but they have it with single player and couch co-op modes. So anybody could uh, pick it up and I will definitely be doing that. Yeah. This is, this epitomizes everything I love about indie games. I mean, it's a, it's really unique. Um, you know, it looks great. And like, this is something that bigger companies wouldn't have made. Uh, I am so in on this. This is number by far my number one, uh, from this, from this spotlight. Absolutely. And another thing about indie games is sometimes you can look at a game and you could just tell like the level of quality that it was, it's going to have. This one looks like it's, it's just spewing quality just from the video. Yeah. They said that they're uh, story complete um, really soon. And then they're just, it's going to be polished after that bug fixing, polishing, boom and go. I'm so excited. Uh, following that up is Ickenfell uh, or Ikenfell. Not sure how that works out. Uh, this is on <laughs> Xbox game pass. Uh, and you are, it takes place in a mysterious school where young witches learn to hone their magic. And when a student goes missing, her sister and friends take it upon themselves to solve the mystery. Uh, it is a timing based RPG like Mar uh, paper Mario. Um, and it, yeah, it looks like a paper Mario. Um, when you're navigating around the, uh, the levels, uh, you can basically free run looks like. Um, and once you run into a character on screen, you go into that Mario paper, Mario combat. Uh, and it looks like you have timed attacks, timed parries, that sort of stuff. I'm interested. Uh, yeah. Show me more. Yeah. It looks okay. It looks like a, it looks like what a rat alike could make as a triple A game. Ooh. <laughs> I, yeah. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking at a fight right now and like it's, dancing pants yeah so i mean it the humor is there for me for sure yeah it's definitely weird enough uh following that up is lake and in lake 1986 meredith weiss takes a break from her career in the big city to deliver mail in her hometown uh is a fusion of point and click with free roam driving and a modern narrative game uh looks interesting um 
yeah, I, I kind of dig it. Uh, it reminds me of Life is Strange mixed with totally reliable delivery service because they mentioned a mail truck. Sure. Uh, <laughs> and a little bit of Yonder because it looks like you are, once again, performing uh, tasks for other people. Um, I, I'm interested. Show me more. Uh, yeah, same here. It actually reminded, like, the first thing I thought of was Virginia uh, because mm. it just seems like there's going to be something to this story that's going to just take a big twist, although it looks a lot better than Virginia does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, next up is Legend of Keepers. This is a roguelite tactical dungeon defender where you play as the dungeon master and you are basically managing monsters uh, and setting them up in parties to go ahead and kill the heroes that are invading. Uh, so you pick and you place them, but not only are you uh, picking your monsters based on the heroes that they're going to be fighting, but you're also dealing with interpersonal issues with those monsters. Sometimes they have nervous breakdowns. So they need to go see their shrink, uh, weird things like this. If that sounds like uh, darkest dungeon, well, they mentioned that. Um, so I guess that must've been some sort of an influence on them. Uh, so it, yeah, looks a little bit like darkest dungeon mixed with the JRPG turn-based combat. Uh, the graphics aren't really great, but they're not horrible. They're not 16 bit. They're 16 bit ish. Uh, and I'm a maybe. Yeah. The, the gameplay, the, the JRPG part, the turn-based, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that you have to look like you have to know about this game. Definitely one that I wouldn't want to play and stop. Uh, the only thing that really has going for it for me is that you play as the dungeon instead of the heroes trying to navigate the dungeon. Yeah, it's interesting enough. Uh, next up is the Red Lantern, and this is going to be on Xbox Game Pass. It's uh, first person, and you are a woman who heads to Alaska to form a dog sled team. Uh, and uh, it makes me wonder if this is a survival dog petting sim, because it sure looks like it. You pet a lot of dogs, <laughs> so that's good. That's a plus. Um, but it reminds me of the graphic style a notch or two up above Virginia. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, and it's annoying um, survival mechanics like dog happiness, hunger, and health. Once I saw those icons on the screen, I was just like, I don't think so. Um, I just don't think so. I like dogs. I like petting dogs. That that Honestly, that's probably the best visual representation of petting a dog I've seen in a game. Um, and I like that, but Top yeah, notch. I'm probably going to pass. <laughs> yeah, as much as I don't, like I don't run to stroll playing games. I think this would be more beneficial to me if it was stroll playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I don't, I don't want to manage how cold you are and, and how hungry you get. Uh, that's just, that's just too much when it comes to video games for me. Absolutely. You don't need to be that real. <laughs> Last up is the second chance project uh, where you uncover fragments of a tragic story from the past and then use that knowledge to stop a similar tragedy from happening in the present. You can watch events from the past and change the decisions that were made. And the consequences from these changes will affect the future. They mentioned that it has DNA from HG Wells, Dr. Who and time traveling stories um, from the video. It looks like 3d exploration. Um, and it reminds me of a Tacoma type system i never actually played that game but my understanding was that you were looking at uh things that happened in the past and you're trying to piece the story together uh, kind of mixed with remember me uh, where in remember me you're remixing people's memories um and it has an uh, outcome it changes the outcome of the story for those people um so it's a maybe uh, I, i'm sure i'd be more likely to play it once it has a walkthrough uh, <laughs> that's been put out but I just did that in Soul Axiom. I don't know that I need to do it again so soon. So I'm a definite maybe, unless I'm told it's amazing. 
Yeah, this one, uh, it's pretty much the same. If I can get the completion quick enough, uh, then I'm in. Otherwise, I'm good. All right, and you are up for Spotlight 6. Yes, the last and final Spotlight of the night or day. Uh, we're going to start out with The Big Con. Now, this was announced for Xbox One and Windows 10 and is Xbox Play Anywhere. Uh, it's an adventure theme, uh, 90s-themed game that you, where you are a young con artist uh, that you're trying to hustle your way across the country to save the family video store. And so not only is the, the theme of the game uh, story in the 90s, its aesthetics are very 90s as well. Uh, it kind of almost movement and uh, the graphics remind me of Toe Jam and Earl. I, mm. I, just, I can't get past that. Uh, but you, you, you are navigating this open world-ish uh, world that you are trying to do these missions or little quest in order to progress the story. Uh, you aren't limited to doing something one way. Uh, That open world part gives you the opportunity to kind of figure out how you can do it differently. Uh, They gave the example of you need to get $78 to do this. Uh, Well, you can go and you could con $78 out of people doing different things. You can pickpocket. You could still close or something like that. Uh, so it kind of gives you the options of doing these things, uh, as you please. Um, there's not much else to say about it. It comes out early next year. Uh, it's, it's a definite maybe for me. Uh, it kind of just depends on how long it takes and, and how much story there is because I don't really see me getting into it too much. Yeah. I'm not going to say no to it, but I'm not chomping at the bit to go, to go and get this. Yeah, yeah, I definitely need to see a little bit more if I'm going to spend any more money than a couple bucks. Yeah. Next up is a game called Ghost Runner. Uh, Ghost Runner is a cyberpunk slash robotic mirror's edge that adds weapon combat. And I only say that because I don't remember a lot of combat in mirror's edge, at least not with like guns and swords and stuff. Is yeah. is that true? Yeah. It's supposed to be, I mean, if you're really good at the game, I don't think you have to do much combat at all. Basically, just disarm people and then run away from them. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's very dark, very gritty. If you like Mirror's Edge and like first-person parkour-type games, you're going to love it. Uh, otherwise, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm interested. I, I kind of like the idea of Mirror's Edge, but then when it came to playing it, I was like, oh, okay. And I sort of get the same feeling about this game. Yep, exactly. All right, next up is a game called Kung Fu Kickball, and it is exactly what it might sound like if you are an achievement hunter and play these fighting-type sports games. Uh, You can have, it looks like, anywhere from two to four players, uh, and you're taking up a screen, and you kind of play against each other. Remind me very much of iDarb. Uh, and so that should immediately paint a picture uh, of what to expect. I darb with kickballs and karate because you can do flying kicks. And I guess it's really Kung Fu, not karate. But <laughs> I knew Kung Fu. Uh, it, it looks like one of those games that would be very easy achievement list. And that would be the only reason I would pick this up. Yeah, there was a, a you know, a, a big glut of these kind of combat um, versus games a while ago, like uh, Black and White Bushido and and uh, 
all that stuff. And this just feels like it was destined to be out at the same time. Uh, so I'm not super into this one. I really like the sound of a kickball though. And right at the very beginning of the video, I heard the, tum, you know, that, that <laughs> sound that you get when you kick a kickball perfectly. Um, uh, and I was just like, Oh, that is, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I'm not too into this one. Yep, absolutely. All right. Next up, we have another, uh, favorite of mine is that would be level head. Level head is going to be on xbox game pass and it's play anywhere and it is mario maker without mario because we can't have that on the xbox <laughs> uh i believe they said this was going to be cross play so it's probably coming out on other things uh and with a game like uh this where you're making and playing levels you're going to want as much contribution as you can so that definitely makes sense uh and so i so here's another fun fact. This one is about uh, about me again. If I'm watching streams, uh, I'm watching Mario Maker or Kaizo, which is super hard Mario games uh, that are custom made. And so immediately I am attracted to Level Head because you are playing these levels. It's a platformer uh, and you're playing custom levels. You can make custom levels and that just really appeals to me. Um, uh, I have very few Switch games. One of them is Mario Maker 2 and uh, it's a fun time. And so Level Head is right up my alley. The thing about it is that Mar if you're playing Mario, you know it's, it's a tight platformer. You know what to expect. Uh, you know how it's going to work know nothing about level head so the platforming is going to need to be tight it's going to need to work they say it will they say it does uh it's coming out very soon april 30th so i'm very excited to uh try it out and i and i will be trying it out day one now you absolutely nailed it i mean but the thing about mario maker is you know how a bullet bill works you know how a fire you know plant works you, you know how everything works and you don't have to um you know, learn that on the way, you know, the physics of this game, it's just remixed. Uh, this game doesn't have any of that. They're starting from square one. You don't know anything about it. Uh, and to me, it's got that PC platformer feel to it. And it's hard to describe, but just the way the graphics look, it looks like it was designed to be a PC platformer. And that to me is kind of a, a warning sign, kind of a turnoff. I need to know more about this. I need someone I trust to tell me if it's good or not. Uh, other than that, I'm going to hold off. Yeah, and like I said, it will be on Game Pass, and uh, I implore you to try it out immediately <laughs> if you are not on the fence at all. All right, we have a couple more to round up this indie game spectacle, uh, and that would be Made of Skur. Made of Skir? Sure. Who knows? It's a horror game, first-person horror game, has multiple endings. That's all you need to know, and I'm pass. not going to play it. <laughs> pass, pass. <laughs> yep, and we will just pass on to the last game in this set, and that is Mayhem in Single Valley. Uh, tiny build game, so I'm expecting uh, some quality in it. It is a – when I saw it, if you know the game, it looked like a pixelated rad. Mm. Uh, and so you kind of have that uh, – over the shoulder, well, not really over the shoulder, isometric game, uh, but in a pixelated world. Uh, but it's got 
radioactive animals. So you have radioactive squirrels you're fighting. You go to a zoo and there's a radioactive lion and a bear and oh my. Uh, They say fourth wall breaking, um, which that is always up my alley. I love when the fourth wall is broken. Uh, But you're going to be walking around the world doing physics-based puzzles. Uh, And it has a that supernatural radioactive uh, animal type vibe that kind of gives you like stranger things, things to think about. So take that as you will. Um, it seems very slow in the videos. Like I think they could have did a better job of marketing it. Uh, so it's one I'm definitely going to keep my eye on because I know Tiny Build makes good games. Um, and so yeah, just one to keep my eye on for sure. That's a good point. It does doesn't seem like it's super fast paced, and it does seem a little bit slower uh, if if there is platforming to it and it looks like there's a little bit of platform interaction um i like the art style it's like 8-bit but with like a sheen of gloss like pour over it like they <laughs> right. put some special effects into it and they kind of tilted the camera a little so it's kind of stylish um i like the look of it and uh i'm interested um i'm not gonna say it looks great but i'm definitely very interested in this yep uh same here so uh so that was it right yeah that's it should we uh, no need to wrap up. Should we do like a, a top three for each? Um, sure. We can do a top three. All right. Let's you go, go low to high, low to high. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So this is our indie game VSS coming in at number three. Uh, number three for me is going to be super mash. Um, the, the genre mixing thing, just has me has my mind going. I want to see what kind of games it's going to spit out. Interesting. What about, what about you? Oh man, there's so many that could fit into a three here. Um, I'm probably going to go with Spiritfarer. Okay. Yeah, we've known about that one for a little bit. Yeah, I feel like the quality's there, and I feel like uh, my top three I think are all solid. I think I'm going to like them all, and this is probably a good three. Cool. Cool. Uh, well, number two for me is going to be the one I just talked about, Levelhead. Uh, again, with my love of watching Mario stuff and Mario Maker, uh, this one's right in my alley. Can't wait to play it. Nice. Uh, for me, my number two is West of Dead. Uh, I think the quality is going to be there. It's got Ron Perlman, um, and I just like this type of action. So it seems like a lock. Nice, nice. And my number one pick is going to go to skater xl longtime fan of these skate games and i'm so ready for a new one oh man okay so wow that's that's gonna be, it's gonna be i'm gonna be nervous for you when that comes out <laughs> I if, if, if i was a betting man it's a risky bet it's but a very risky bet <laughs> it, it yes. has it has a lot of potential <laughs> yeah uh for me i'm gonna be so let down if this is not my number one uh, but bartlow's dread machine i just it, it's it's my number one um i'm so glad you picked that because that one definitely like in the top rankings for me as well looks oh yeah. so good i mean if i could only get one this would be the one it, yeah it, it would it, it's a tough fight for sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i hope i'm not let down <laughs> and i hope i didn't steer anyone wrong this game just looks really cool to me nice all right guys Uh, Let us know what you think, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. Bye.